Welcome everyone to episode 100 of the RGW podcast, the regular guys wrestling podcast on the air, live and in living color. I guess it'll be recorded once uh, once we're actually finished this, but uh, in any case, we're here, we're ready to go. <laughs> we're pa- we're partying like it's 1999, episode 100. We've been talking about this for ever. Oh, yeah. Ever yes. since episode 50. <laughs> Pretty much. I think we talked about, or at least 75. No, I think we mentioned it every 50, every episode from episode 50. We said <laughs> only 48 episodes to go. Something only like 22 episodes to it go. It was the new Ember Moon. That's right. Oh, man. Or Batista. Did we talk about Batista Triple H a lot? I'm not no, sure. Ember Moon was a lot. Ember, Moon was Ember, Moon, yeah. Ember Moon's injury. Batista might have been a, Batista Triple H might have been approaching it, but never <laughs> made never made that kind of level. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, as always, I'm Jimmer. To my left is E Rock. How you doing, E Rock? E Rock is in the house. Looking forward to today's episode. Beautiful. To my right, the mind. And mania back in action. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's episode 100. Across from me is none other than the mind. The mind. We, just, we just had to get it out. Even got a snap in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty dramatic. That was pretty good. And then uh, the mind sounded a little kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger having a seizure. <laughs> it so did. You know what make it a little bit more special if we had a certain guest with us today? A special guest. If only if only the, the pride of Somerset, Manitoba. Miguel! Oh wait. No, he's <laughs> No! The social media superstar! The glitch in the system! Jay Waka! Hey, what's up guys? How you doing? Couldn't miss it. Today, today's exciting. There's an intoxicated atmosphere and uh, the moon shining, and I think we're all gonna have a great time. Yeah, I believe you're right. Simmer down, Rhonda. <laughs> he didn't drop any f bombs. Oh, it's gonna be a shoot. He's shooting, shooting again. Where's the neck fat? Why is me neck fat? We should have brought all of our gimmicks out for episode 100. Well, there, there's still time. Well, Yoko is in the trunk, roasting away. Luger's ready to eat. He's on a rotisserie. Fat, fat Balor is there. Mojo will be here next week. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> a week late. I can't wait, guys. <laughs> Tell about you, Mojo. One on one. I booked my flight, guys. It's gonna make it. Can't, can't wait. wait. Going to ja- going to Jamaica, like you said. <laughs> Jamaica, Jamaica, me crazy. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Sip it in, dude. <laughs> Apparently, my best friend Chris Jericho was there. <laughs> oh. Gave me a job on his cruise. <laughs> he says he's not gonna be the. Uh, I'm gonna be um, in the main event at AWE. Can't wait. He said I'm gonna have a really important job on the cruise. I'm gonna row row the boat. <laughs> <laughs> row the boat. <laughs> Roll the boat all the way to AWE. For some reason, there's only there's only room for one person though. Kind of a small cruise ship, but okay. I've never been on one. Told me to bring my own oars. I said, or what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All I have are these cans of pork and beans. Oh no, they sunk. <laughs> I'll get them. <laughs> they fell in that shark's mouth. No problem. <laughs> He was never seen again. Hey, look, that shark opened the can. 
Dad, I've been trying for months. All you need to do is put his teeth together. Hey, can you? Can I put my hand between your teeth? You can help me. <laughs> I should start opening cans with my teeth more often. No mojo. And that was the last we heard of mojo. <laughs> Hideous. <laughs> Hideous grim death. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. So, episode 100. We are going to be talking to Jay Walker all about PCW Top Cock. Featuring good old Dalton Castle. Friday, February 15th. And uh, Jay, you had a little match with a certain uh, Kevin O'Doyle. Have you ever fought that guy before? You guys are awesome. practically common law, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we know each other very well, yes. <laughs> so you guys, you guys, um, this was about a, an uh, an eight month uh, story, hey, that you guys had going, uh, story arc, if you will. Yeah, and, and it was never meant to be that. We just sort of needed a match that night, and uh, uh, he was offered to me, and I said for sure. Like he was a he was a very green wrestler. Like he hasn't had very many matches under his. That point, so I said, Yeah, sure, put me in the ring with them and let's see what he can do. And we had a really good match, and then uh, from there, it just sort of slowly evolved into uh, continuous rematches. I started tweaking things and adding a surreal story to it, building over time. We, of course, did that casket match we talked about uh, on a previous episode of the podcast for you right. guys, and uh, finally got my revenge after being locked in a casket and all that stuff. So it was really good, and it was an awesome experience to be working with him. You know, who else had. This was supposed to be just a one-off match turned into like an eight or nine month feud. Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels. So take that what you will. Take with that what yeah, you will. I, I think we're on par with those guys. Yeah, I, you might as well be. So Jay, we're going to talk to you all about that match. Looking forward to it. We'll talk about um, Dalton Castle's match as well and your interaction with you guys uh, after the show. You said it was actually really positive. Uh, and after we're done talking to you, all four of us, we're going to reminisce. Reminisce of all 99 episodes and their topics of discussion. Whether or not they're relative, how we feel, do we still agree, or do we certainly disagree at this stage in the game? A lot has happened over the last two years. We'll bang right through them. Give them about 30 seconds each and uh, see what our thoughts are. Sweet. I wonder how many episodes we talked about, like, oh, this guy's going to be the next guy, and now he's not even with the company can't, anymore. I can't wait to see those He's ones. not even in the business anymore. Do you remember like how much you guys used to bury Sammy Zane? Still are. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, Neville, Neville's like the, like the, uh, the R- I almost said AEW, the RGW mascot, and uh, the guy left. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how much uh, praise we were giving Enzo Amore. Wow. Not much. Not much. <laughs> not much. Not on Sammy Zayn levels, probably, but. <laughs> Probably not much. And in hindsight, really, we should have been burying Enzo. Yeah, more more than Big Cass even. Hubcaps himself. Actually, we did bury Hubcaps pretty good. So. Yeah, we Hub, sure did. Yeah, Hubcaps got a lot of burials from us. He's 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 still in the dirt, I think. He sure did get a lot of aerials. I mean, burials from us. <laughs> he's trying to eat his way out. <laughs> that was an areola joke, everyone. <laughs> I mean, I tried to make it work. I got it. I still yeah. get it, guys. Uh, get back on the boat there, Mojo. Back to the bottom of the ocean, Mojo. 
I lost uh, my left arm. I'm gonna ask the shark if I can have it back. Maybe if I say please, he'll give it back. Oh, he's telling me to talk closer. One moment. You speak shark? Of course you do, you're a shark. I watch Shark Week, I know all about sharks. I have a shark vacuum. <laughs> and a steam cleaner, it's great. <laughs> Sounds like we're plugging right now. Available at Walmart, Canadian Tire. Co-op stores. Oh, no. Home hardware. <laughs> what is this, 1994? <laughs> All right, so, Jay, so you said that, when did your storyline with O'Doyle start? Uh, it was uh, May of, no, June of last year, sorry. June of last year? How many matches yeah. do you think in total you've had with this guy? Um, there was our first encounter, and then uh, he was actually, then, the same night we were doing our premier rumble is kind of where the winner gets that uh, very similar to the money in the bank gimmick the golden ticket mm-hmm. that i won yeah uh he was number two in that rumble and i was number four and we both lasted to like the final three mm. so like you can kind of count that and then uh from there two more matches and then the casket match and then we mix it up in a fatal four-way as well where the winner faced Dalton Castle and he wound up costing me the match which gave me the match that we just had so quick count there six or seven matches at least in all of that wow and he's gone over every time except for every time yeah every time except for that last time and the rumble if you want to include that how many to- how many years has he been wrestling uh he's probably on his own like his second year oh really so you yeah. technically have been wrestling longer than him oh yeah Oh, okay, okay. I actually did not know that. So, okay, cool. So, what was the match like in general? Because it took place. Was it at the reg, the regular, uh, the regular um, the doubles arena? Yeah. D- doubles Fun <laughs> the Club. Doubles Arena. Fun club, yes. The doubles arena is that the new name? <laughs> you <laughs> wish. Be a hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, it was awesome. Uh, uh, I take so much pride in my storytelling in my matches and when you have so much context with a storyline and with so many other previous matches you have so much to work with uh so uh, he's a much bigger guy he's probably at least twice my size so we played with the david versus goliath aspect of it of trying to work him over to get him down off his feet uh we did a lot of callback to previous matches um especially like he he finished me in the casket match so i pulled out undertaker's old school just a little nod and uh, there was also a moment in the match. It was actually, uh, what was it? Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar. Their match would have been 2004, right? Yeah. So it was the 15-year anniversary of that match. And, like, that was a David versus Goliath match. So I thought we'd do a little homage. So I countered. Uh, it was near the finish of their matches. That F5 countered into a Tornado DT. We pulled that out. Huh. So, like, all these, all these different aspects kind of coming together. And, and we had the crowd totally hooked from start to finish. And, uh, like I said, it was just such an amazing story to be told if you followed along the entire time. And uh, finally, the payoff of me beating him it was, it was just a huge reaction, probably the biggest baby face reaction I've gotten in my career so far. So, nothing but good things to say. Yeah, because you, for the most part, throughout your career, you've played the heel. Am I right about that? For the most part, yeah. When did you turn baby face? Um,. There was no official moment. Um, 
probably going on like a year and a half now, but it's just kind of been this like slow thing I've been chipping away at. It's just because I got such a reputation as a heel. There's never a defining moment where it's like, okay, Jay's a babyface. It's just been this like slow progression of like earning the crowd's kind of respect and trust by just like putting out these good matches and, and you know fighting the bad guys basically. Right, right, right. So it was pretty. It was a good feeling when you uh, you finally beat him then. Oh, for sure. It's just like, you know, all the hard work finally paid off. Yeah, as long as the fans liked it, you were happy. He was happy too. I was. What was O'Doyle's thoughts? Oh, 100%. Um, it's actually, I, I plugged the vlog here, I think, before on YouTube. Uh, not the not this week's episode, but the past one. We actually show uh, after the match, the camera follows me behind the curtain. And, like, we actually just, like, hugged each other. And we're just like... That was, like, one of the most amazing matches either of us have ever had. Just the connection the audience had. Everything clicked. The story was, like, perfectly told. Everything was sold well. It was, they said, it's just one of those, like, good feel moments. You're on cloud nine and everything went perfectly, you know. Right on. Good stuff. Yeah, I actually saw yeah. that. Uh, I watched that uh, that episode there. And, you, yeah, you guys uh, went and, uh, you guys went through the back there. You and uh, O'Doyle embracing. Uh, yeah. You could tell there was just so much emotion after all of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's all about the mutual respect. Yeah. So I I saw on your uh, your social media posts you were talking about uh, you're doing a little bit more of a candid uh, you're talking about your win loss record. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, when did that start? I, pretty much when I turned babyface, uh, I was on a losing streak, and it was never anything intentional. Like that was never the plan going forward. I just always was kind of. Um, not an afterthought, but I felt like one. But there was just other priorities on the roster. And, like, you can see that on Monday Night Raw and all that, too, right? Where just other stars have a priority based on where they're going in the future. So I was always in these high-profile matches, but there were bigger plans for my opponents. So I wound up having to put them all over. And uh, I just sort of took it and made it my own story, you know, as part of part of the struggle of being a babyface and trying to, you know, climb the ranks in PCW. So it went... Uh, I think it was a year where I went without winning. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, as, as long as you made it work, right? Yeah, it's all about patience and timing and uh, and just putting on performance after performance that people keep talking about, right? Yeah, and you had said too in your media post that you you were just uh, you were you really happy getting to work with everyone and, and learning and whatnot, regardless of the wins and the losses. Yeah. There was obviously some frustration too. Like I, I did vent about that a little bit, um, but but in the end, like I just had faith that what I'm doing is right. And you know, like, the wins and losses don't matter a lot. But w- when you have a vision of where you want to go, obviously sometimes you do feel like you need those wins to kind of elevate yourself and get some respect from the fans. But having lost so much that uh, the win that I did get over Odoi the last time just meant that much more. You know, who do you feel that you've learned the most from over the years? Top three. Oh, in the ring. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega, for sure, 100%. Just uh, telling a story within the frame of your match, even when you're given nothing, just to give the fans something to latch on to. That's one of the best things I've learned. Number two is uh, the Honky Tonk Man is going into the Hall of Fame this year. Hmm. Uh, what was it? We were. It was after our match that we worked each other, and we were at a nightclub, and uh, Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith came on. 
and he, he just tapped me on the shoulder. He says, kid, if you need to learn anything about wrestling, you look how easy it is to work people. And everyone was singing along with their red solo cups in the bar. And it was just like, light bulb went off, you know? Absolutely. Uh, that's the cool one. Yeah. And then uh, who else would I have really enjoyed uh, learning from? Probably be like a local uh, veteran, Adam Knight. You guys probably, yep. if, if you've seen a local show, you probably know him. He's a big guy, uh, plays up a cowboy gimmick quite often. He is, uh, he was very patient with me when I was starting out and uh, got to show me a lot and got to push me uh, more and more in the ring for different things to do and learn. And uh, without him, uh, my ring psychology probably wouldn't, wouldn't be what it is today. So I owe a lot to him too. Did you wrestle Omega? Yeah, a few times. We've had... Uh, one of my first matches was with Omega, actually, and I wasn't even like an active part of the roster yet in PCW. But uh, he, you know, when when he comes to Winnipeg, he just kind of wants to play it safe and have some fun. He doesn't need to put on, you know, a New Japan match. So one time he's just like, "Hey, give me Jay in the ring," and I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and uh, no, he went with it. He loved it. Kind of gave uh, the promoter the thumbs up to put me in the ring. So I owe a lot to him too for just allowing me to get to that level. Uh, he's had tag team matches quite a few times along with that singles match and uh, it's a lot of fun working with them for sure that's really interesting like um um you can kind of you can pretty much say that one of your very first matches was with arguably one of the most popular wrestlers in the world oh 100 it's even funny too like i started thinking uh back to that moment where he gave me the thumbs up and i started actually looking back at old emails because like he he was just he had all the patience and just willing to give advice any time that he could. He was always like awesome with me. And his uh, the match that got him originally to Japan, the famous one on YouTube, the the false count anywhere or the king of the anywhere match. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I don't know. Maybe not. No, he wrestles in a cabin and it's just up north of Manitoba a little bit. I forget the lake that it's at, but him and a lo- another local guy, Mike Angels, they do this like balls count anywhere hardcore style match and that's what got him booked against Kota Ibushi in Japan for the first time wow I was actually supposed to record the match but I didn't check my emails in time and I missed the I missed the opportunity so but, this match uh, is not on YouTube anywhere it, it is on YouTube oh it yeah, is okay yeah but uh, uh, somebody they wound up finding someone else to record it but the fact that like Kenny but Kenny just kind of always looked out for me in the beginning it was like uh, I'm surprised I forgot all about that you know there's just so much going on but yeah he just sort of you know, wanted to take me under the wing, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know why you're talking about Kenny. I thought you were talking about me. You said the most popular wrestler in the world. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweeds. <laughs> Get out of here, Mojo. Sorry, Mojo. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I'm not. Uh, I'm not welcome on this podcast. <laughs> Second best. Second best, Mojo. Him and no, that's a mirror. Then it's him. Num- number one, Kenny Omega. Number two, Mirror Mojo Raleigh. Number three, Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> so tell us all about your uh, your T-shirts that you've been making for wrestlers. I wanted to. I wanted you to talk about that. You've been designing T-shirts for yeah. quite some time it's, now, eh? It's, it's like it's almost yeah. like it's a it's a hidden it's a hidden secret you do. Um. I've always been into graphic design on the side, usually wrestling related. So, like, I, that's how I got into PCW originally. Was I just uh, offered to make the website and do posters? 
and uh, from there it's just slowly grown and it's always been a learn as you go kind of thing for me but um, eventually I kind of learned how to do t- some pretty cool looking t-shirt designs like WWE level quality and uh, yeah so I started doing those for a couple of guys and we're just slowly started getting out and now you know it keeps me fairly busy with a few guys requesting them here and there every month it's kind of a nice little side gig to do and I get to practice and work on things on my own but I've been able to do some for uh, some pretty cool guys there's a few designs actually on pro wrestling tees now that I've designed which is crazy that's really cool yeah it's just one of those things, wrestling, you never know where wrestling's going to take you. And, uh, you know, if you've got certain other skills, you know, there's a lot of guys on the scene that design wrestling gear. So, like, they'll go out and they'll make it themselves. You know, it's always about those little side hustles to keep you busy. Hardy Boys, Matt Hardy, you designed all their stuff for the, for the for, for wrestling. Yeah. And look where he is now. So. Well, He's yeah. riding a tornado. <laughs> Isn't that a song? No, he can slap a tornado. 15 years ago. He survived ago. the tornado, right? I think he slaps a tornado. Oh, okay. And he can dry out the sea. Oh. If he lives for the moment, something about me. There's no stopping me. There's no stopping him. Look at you, monster <laughs> magnet. Ain't no stopping me, no! Matt Hardy. Say <laughs> <Saved> my mouth. <laughs> oh. Well, it's good that you, you keep something in your back pocket, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's been able to make a lot of different connections, too, that I normally wouldn't make. So I'm designing gear for guys that are in Ontario, Alberta, and Saskatchewan, guys that I don't see, you know, every show, every PCW show. So it's been great for that, too. How many shirts do they order off you on average um, when you say you design for Wrestler A out of Ontario? So, like, I, I don't make the shirts. I just design them, right? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, the logo and- oh, yeah. Here I was thinking that you had a whole whack of shirts in your house that you were... That'd be, like pretty, big, that'd be pretty cool if you did that, too. The big-ass screen printing yeah. machine. Yeah, there was an idea, and we almost ran with it to be like the Canadian version of Pro Wrestling Tees, but in the end, it Ooh. just wouldn't have been financially worth it to right. invest in the machines. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, you had mentioned Mike Angels before. Is he number four? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish more people knew about the guy. He, uh, he did that Anywhere match with Kenny and... Japanese news reporters were interviewing Kenny his first time in Japan asking when is Mike Angels coming wow he did one one tour of Japan and they wanted him back but he just couldn't commit because of his other uh, other duties and his family and stuff Mm. he was my favorite he was my he was was my favorite when I went to go watch uh, Jay yeah Mike Angels wrestle at the lid (laughs) in Winnipeg there you go he's still wrestling he used to come out Uh, he, he shows up every now and then just kind of as a favor to Kenny, actually. Kenny oh, yeah. always loves, like, wrestling those guys. So, nice. yeah. yeah. He used to come out to uh, counting bodies like sheep to the rhythm of the war drums by a perfect circle. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know if I know a lot of words. Song. That's too many words for a song. It's the only song I'll ever like by a perfect circle slash tool. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but they're not the same band. Same singer. Well, yes. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Maynard James Keenan. Wow. You know, he has two, you didn't know that? No, he has two bands, yeah. I don't know a lot about Tool. The mind loves. And or a perfect circle. That's a, that's a good thing. Perfect circle or an imperfect square. <laughs> now that's a good band. <laughs> Terrible triangle. They're all ready. They're all everywhere. I saw Solis. <laughs> Equilateral or bust. <laughs> I... I used to be, uh, I used to be uh, with it, 
but now I'm scalene. Oh, boo! I thought that was actually quite a funny. Get out of here, Mojo. I, lo I love triangles, all five different kinds. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so let's switch gears. Dalton Castle. Recap yeah. to us who Dalton Castle is for those who don't really know about him on good old ROH. If, uh, yeah, if, even if you're not a fan of Ring of Honor, you probably can become a fan of Dalton Castle. He's like the most flamboyant, entertaining character on the roster. He just has this great uh, presence about himself and his get-up and his, uh, his flamboyant capes and stuff that he opens up for his entrance and he always has two uh, masked, uh, skirted boys following him around, fanning him and making <laughs> furniture if he needs to sit or if he needs stairs to get into the ring. They sort of shift their bodies into shapes to allow him to climb into the ring and stuff. Very, <laughs> very out there, but very entertaining as well. Um, He's androgynous. Well, yes, though. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but yes, like sort of around that area. And uh, he's obviously a phenomenal wrestler too. He's actually a former uh, world champion in Ring of Honor. That's he right. held the title for quite a while. Yeah, had a lot of great matches with guys like uh, Matt Taven and them. But uh, yeah, we had him at PCW, or we wanted to have him at PCW, and it almost didn't work out. Uh, he was flying out of New York and. There were three or four flight delays. I'm not sure on the exact details. He left at 6 a.m. with the plan to get to Winnipeg for 2 p.m. Because he also does a YouTube vlog where he likes to kind of visit, you know, tourist attractions in the area and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, due to the flight delays, he was scheduled to land uh, after midnight. The show starts at 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'll see it on my vlog that this week, which is called Where's Dalton Castle. He, uh, we, we had a car waiting at the airport, and it was our job as the wrestlers. We each get got about ten to five to ten minutes added to our matches just to stall to make sure that he would be there on time for the fans to give them the show that they all wanted. And uh, so it was a very WrestleMania-like uh, atmosphere with the, with the longer car, but uh, right. everything worked out. And, and that poor guy, like I said, in the airports, like he woke up at 6 a.m. and arrived at midnight in Winnipeg from New York. That should have never happened, but it did. But he showed up with the biggest smile on his face, ready to work. He had to gear up right away. And like I said, we were helping him open up his bag and pull things out for him because he still had a match to plan on top of all of that. And they had to go out right away. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was quite the hectic environment, and uh, it was unfortunately we didn't get a lot of time with him, which I was looking forward to. But uh, he had a lot of great interactions with the fans after the show too. Like he, he put on a great match with uh, Alex Vanna, uh, another local kid mm -hmm. who graduated from Storms Wrestling Academy. Oh, cool! But uh, he, is yeah. he is he he's, he's, is he one of those? Uh, oh, what's what's that? What's that stable? The Gentleman's Club. Yes, he's he's leader, right? Yes. Yes. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So at the a lot of great fan inter interactions at the end with them, and then uh, finally got a little bit of a chance to talk with him. Uh, had to kind of cut it short, poor guy. I think he was done signing autographs by two p.m. or two a.m. Sorry, right. and then he kind of said his goodbyes to everyone and caught up and took pictures and then uh, off to his hotel room for three a.m. and he had to get up a little bit before six to make the airport for the next venture. Man. Yeah. 
as good on him though, hey? professional wrestler. Oh, 100%. Like, his attitude was just absolutely amazing, and he was fully committed to making it to Winnipeg come hell or high water. So, awesome. all so props to him. What percentage of the, of people were remaining? Uh, for his match, right at the beginning, before we started the show, we let everyone know what's going on. Um, and people hung on for quite a while. There was obviously a little bit of a dip. I would say, you know, 15 to 20% of the crowd left, but everyone wanted, you know, to meet him and see him, you know, so quite a few stuck around and he made it very worth their time. Nice. So Jay, what was, uh, what was Castle like outside of the ring? I hear he, uh, he was good to hang out with. Yeah. uh, So he came in obviously in a rush and very friendly and stuff, but obviously trying to, you know, juggle a lot of things going on all at the same time. But uh, I did get a chance quite a bit to catch up with him. We'd had a few uh, interactions online because I designed one of his shirts actually that are on Pro Wrestling Tees, the Top Cock one, the Top Gun logo uh, parody. And uh, he he was amazing. And it, it was funny at the same time because it's almost like he was sort of half in character still. So you didn't know if you were getting the real Dalton Castle, like the character Dalton Castle, but it, it made it fun. You know, it made a part of the experience in itself. And because there was just that short amount of time, you didn't know, you didn't get enough of a perspective of, you know, is he really like this or, you know, is he playing or, you know, sure. Um, overall though, like I said, great guy. Um, so, so happy to be there and just have work. And, uh, yeah, uh, for the few moments that I had with him, uh, awesome stuff. I, I'd love to be able to have more time and even get in the ring with him one day. Yeah, you, you think PCW would like to have him back? I'm sure they would, eh? Oh, 100%. Like, even in the ring there, Castle could feel the crowd, you know, wanted more. And uh, th- there's definitely talks of bringing him back sometime in the future as long as uh, everything lines up properly. Where would you say uh, Dalton ranks? on some of the other big names PCW has had over the years? I've, I've had the chance to meet so many guys, but uh, as far as being friendly and approachable and uh, so professional, too, uh, definitely up there. Uh, I would say definitely, like, top three to five guys that I've met that, that have actually been somewhere in wrestling. Right on, man. Good. Anything else you want to say regarding the uh, the big show? Otherwise, it was it was really good. A lot of good matches. Yeah, uh, I think everyone busted their asses, especially with uh, having to put in extra time. Sometimes that doesn't always mean a better match, but I think everyone handled that and the pressure well, and the show went smooth despite uh, that big mishap. Uh, everything came along great. I got nothing but good to say about everyone on the roster that night. It was awesome. Did you like your match more with O'Doyle on this show or more with the casket match, the one you talked to us about on the uh, the last podcast you were on? Uh, this one was my most favorite with him. And I think it's, but it, it wouldn't have been as good without the other matches in the first place, just because it, it had more context and story behind this final match that the crowd was uh, absolutely hooked in and invested in. You didn't get to so, buy a casket though. <laughs> I, I just like the story all coming together and everything it just made when you got the crowd behind it 100% like that it's just that's the best feeling when it comes to being in the ring for pro wrestling for sure for sure cool all right that was fun time to reflect on our past topics of discussion we're gonna cruise through these should be fun ready are you ready so there are 99 of these. <laughs> We're going to cruise. 
99 topics, but uh, you don't know where you're I, going I, right now. <laughs> He's like, I could have done better than that. Oh, you couldn't oh, well, you missed you miss Jay, but a lamp ain't one. But a lamp ain't one. There we go. That's fantastic. Now, episode one. Well done. Thanks for the rescue. <laughs> episode one, we talked about how long we've been wrestling fans, what is uh, probably one of our first matches we've ever seen, what our favorite matches are, and who our favorite wrestlers are of all time. Let's bang through them. Why don't we chat about this real quick? We don't need to chat long. No, we don't. No. So, the mind and I, when when do you think, when would you say is your first memory your, of matches that you can remember? I honestly don't even know. Okay. I'm going to say watching WrestleMania 6 at our grandpa's house with the sound off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We actually watched WrestleMania 5 the year before, but you would have been quite young, it. so that's fine. But, uh, yeah, WrestleMania 5 definitely was the first thing match that I can remember. Yeah, mine my, my would be the uh, 1992 Royal Rumble. Your favorite Rumble oh, of all time. That is the true greatest Royal That's your Rumble. first rem- remembrance of wrestling? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, watched it on VHS tape at my grandpa's house. Man. My uncle recorded it. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Uh, we used to rent out VHSs at the family restaurant, so I had a lot of old tapes, but the one that drew most attention and I finally started watching was uh, we had the WrestleMania 6 poster of Hogan and the Warrior. Uh, with the lightning and all that in the background. Yeah, wow. yeah epic, right? So I said, I gotta watch that. So definitely popped that VHS in and I was hooked in from the, from that day. Right on. Okay, favorite matches. I'll just bang mine off. Uh, usually it's, there's four of them. I'll go from four to number one. Fourth four would be... Hell in a Cell, Armageddon, or... <laughs> the six-pack challenge? He let, that's his six-pack challenge is his, is his best. He's gonna save that for last, though. <laughs> you ruined it! And it's not the six-pack challenge. <laughs> oh. Six-man Hell in a Cell. So that's number one. You actually ruined it because I didn't say it. I'm just going to reverse it now. My number two (laughs) is probably Austin Brett. Austin Brett. Which one? WrestleMania 13. I always want to say 12 for some reason, but that was... Savio Austin was 12? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say number three would be Austin versus Rock, WrestleMania 17. And number for a second. What's that? You said WrestleMania 12, and it reminds you of Austin and Savio Vega. That's your favorite moment of WrestleMania 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was talking about Austin. <laughs> and Savio, then, uh, the, ra- the ring general yeah. himself. Number four would probably be uh, Taker versus Mankind Hell in a Cell. Cool. Coolness. Mind? Um, I'll go with Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. Is your number one or number four? It's, these are no particular Oh, order. no order? I, okay. couldn't, I couldn't order them. That's cool. I'll go Royal Rumble 2004. The match? Yeah, the whole match. Oh. I'll go... Oh, yeah, oh, that man. one. That's the Cena one, I think. No, it's not. It's oh, who, who won that one? Who, who won the Royal Rumble we, 2004? We, we can't oh. remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. He no longer exists. <laughs> Wipe from the annals of time. I'm, I'm sure the records are hanging around somewhere. <laughs> Why don't you why don't you just go with the 2002 Royal Rumble? It was way better. But I can't. <laughs> I like my Rumble winners invisible. <laughs> so um, Look everyone, it's the Invisible Man. Oh man. These are tough. I don't cuz I wasn't I wasn't on this episode, so it's like just to bang them off like that, oh, I can't really I'm say. I'm surprised, yeah, I thought you'd have, like, a, like there's a, a big mask. Like, I'm sure there's, like, a Mysterio match in there. There's probably a Bret Hart match in there. Yeah. But I couldn't, I can't really name them off the top of my I'll head. I'll go with my top three. 
These are my, um, I, in no particular order. Um, I'm going to say Hogan Warrior from WrestleMania 6. Pure nostalgia. Uh, it was not a technical masterpiece whatsoever, but... Doesn't it, Bruce Pritchard destroy that match? He can destroy it all he wants, but uh, <laughs> no, for me... For, do, do, do. And it was huge. <laughs> and it was huge at the time. Probably one of the biggest matches of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with uh, 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 Bret Hart and Shaw, uh, Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. And I'm also going to go from... I, I don't remember the exact pay-per-view with WCW. It might have been sold out. I don't exactly remember. But it was Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight Championship. Awesome. Actually, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero um, uh, um, on one of those pay-per-views in and around that time was amazing as well. Halloween Havoc, Master vs. Title? Uh, it might have been. Cool. It may have been. That's a good one. From an insane perspective, I'm surprised more people don't mention, I know it wasn't a work of art, but just the atmosphere, Goldberg versus Hogan, WCW. That was huge. That was their biggest, they say that's the biggest match in WCW history. That was so. probably like, the, that was definitely the pinnacle for yeah. WCW, yeah. yes. Yeah, because yeah. like, the excitement uh, building up to that match was like, absurd. Actually, the, 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 the thing about it is that we talk about rose-colored glasses a lot yeah. of times for that era, right? Um, that match was only announced yeah. on, like, the Thursday yeah. before the Nitro. It, like, was, it was the go-home show of Road Wild. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Road Wild. The one before that. Uh, Bash the Bash Beach. Bash the Beach. Yeah, because Road Wild was Jay Leno and this was Carl Malone. Ridiculous. Like, so the main... Yeah, like, why wouldn't... That should have been a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. That should have been a pay, that should have been a Starcade match, and I th- I think Goldberg fought that that paper, but he just fought like a rando, probably like so so. Kurt how, Henning, I think. Yeah, a Kurt Henning. Yeah, yeah I think. You're I was right. gonna say, I was gonna say Hugh Morris or Scott Norton, but probably Kurt Henning. <laughs> he has about twelve wins over each of those guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> how would you, Jay? Give give us three matches. Three. Uh, it's tough. I wanted to say Bretton Austin too, but since you guys said that. Um, some really random ones out there. Uh, Undertaker and Mankind from King of the Ring 1996. Uh, it was Mankind's debut match and just the physicality, and you didn't know what this guy was going to do. And, yeah, uh, they're so first that match was against really each good. other, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect from WrestleMania 8. Uh, it was very physical and just uh, the blood and uh, Bret winning his first major title. You mean by title. Piper? Or, no, did I, what did I say? You're, you're, that, was, that was was that? Oh, Brett, yeah, no, Brett and Piper. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Brett and Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting the Intercontinental Title back in that one, and uh, uh, trying to think of, I'll do a shout out. I haven't watched a match in forever, but I remember being so entranced by Chris Jericho against Juventud Guerrera, and I think it was Super Brawl seven or eight. No, I, well, it was ninety-seven or ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. year. So when he, he was stealing uh, Hoofentoot's masks and stuff, and I think <laughs> the mask was on the line in that match. And, uh, yeah, so those are three off the top of my head, but, I mean, there's so many more, right? Cool. Yeah, right on. And uh, lastly was favorite wrestlers. Jimmer? Oh, jeez, I don't remember who my favorite wrestlers are. Is Gee, it... I wonder. I think there's two of them I can name for sure. Well, uh, well, as a kid, it was definitely the Ultimate Warrior. And? And, uh, well, Chris Jericho is, is up there for sure. Who else are you thinking of? Macho Man. Oh, yeah, Savage for sure is up there. I loved Randy Savage. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. Hogan, Brett, The Rock. Yeah, the Brett was for me, too. AJ Styles. Really? Brett's on Rey your Mysterio. list? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I think uh, Jay and I had a discussion that he's not on our list. Well, you mentioned you mentioned in our chat that, that you're not 
you never watched really much of the mid '90s, right? I've seen lots of Brett matches. It's just he was just for a, a favorite wrestler. He's just too technical. Okay, he's fine. He's just yeah. Ooh, I like technical. You like oh the yeah, you, you like the uh, yeah more more brawl. I, I think yeah, you're right. You'd probably pick Sid over Brett. Yeah, I would. Yeah, he would. Yeah, it's one of his That favorites. wasn't a joke. I was serious. Yeah, I would, yeah. Sid Vicious is, is actually on Air, uh, E-Rock's uh, Top three. Mount, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Top three. Yeah. Oh, I'd say uh, me would be Austin, Hall, Sid, for if I had to pick them all mm-hmm. from a historical standpoint. Yeah. Sure. Hall's another interesting choice, really. Razor Ramon? He was good. Oh, my God. So many people have him on his li- on their list. Oh. Wow. I like I, I like yeah, Razor. Yeah. I like Razor a lot. I he was one of my it. favorites yeah. back then. Yeah, and he was one of the coolest in WCW when it came to the NWO. Yeah, people forget how over he was with the promos. Yeah, the yeah. survey matches. survey like, was crazy. Yeah, it was. Yes. It was that that part was over the survey stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually underutilized when you really think of it. The it, denim look wasn't his best, but you know. <laughs> I think it looked cool at the time. At the time, I know denim, it's denim definitely vest. out of style now. Denim vest. Well, the denim vest. <laughs> It was it was just put him like it was such a contrast. Yeah. From him as a razor sure. Ramon. Yeah, That's yeah, it, yeah it definitely was. No. And it, it made him look like an outsider. Sure, absolutely. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Jay, come, give us a few of your faves. Uh, quick Jericho, Shawn Michaels, and yeah, uh, you know what, Cactus Jack. Uh, I was thinking more. We were talking about this on Twitter a little bit with some people. His matches with Triple H in early two thousand. And even with The Rock in early 2000, or 1999, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, just some of the best, most physical, great storytelling matches. Of yeah, all time. Rumble he 2000 really, is a really good one. He was able to sell you on a fight, you know, so I'll, I'll put out Cactus Jack. Cool. All right. Episode two. We talked returns slash debuts we'd like to see. Let's make this quick. Are there any returns you'd like to see currently? Oh, man. I oh, think. When was this? When was this? Before this 33, episode... but... Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about now. Like, it's the same discussion. Okay. So, so is there it's... anyone now? I probably would have said Batista. He's back now. So that's out of the question. I would have said probably Kurt Angle during Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> so... Kurt Angle. <laughs> that's a, a loss of words on that guy right now. <laughs> it didn't work out for him so well. If it could have been not. the same Kurt Angle, then... If it was the same... Oh, I love the old Kurt Angle. Intense, of man. Um... If I could have an intense uh, Ken Shamrock, I'd like to see him back. Pretty old, though. He's a little, uh, yeah, I he's think a little he's old. old. He's a little over the hill. He's very in shape, though. There was that photo there we saw him about a year ago, and yeah, he's still jacked. a beast. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's anyone I really want to see return. Not for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. Would you guys not want to see Stone Cold in the ring one more time? Or? Oh, he'd be greener than green. Yeah, I mean, if we're, ta- if we're talking like that, for sure. I, you know, I'd be, I would honestly... Okay, one more I would like to see. I, I think WWE needs CM Punk. Yeah, that's yeah. What yeah that might work. I, I Honestly, though, with Austin, though, Jay, I don't know. I, I think it would wreck his legacy. I'm worried about that. If he could. I think, like, he still keeps in good shape, you know, like... Yeah, he's lost I, weight. I, and for his style that he needs to do... Just with, with the way his knee and neck work and all that, I, I I think he could pull off something pretty damn entertaining. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt, I guess. Yeah, it's just that his last match was with The Rock, and it's like you can't get much better than that. If they did Austin and Rock one more time, you would probably buy the pay per view. <laughs> God, The Rock would be so much in more shape. <laughs> what happened, Austin? 
Too much if beer. If that heads up and Austin got in shape, I bet you those two could put on one more. Yeah, maybe. That'd be quite something to see. Yeah. Austin wasn't exactly, like, the peak physical condition when he wrestled. Like, he was good enough, but he wasn't abs, abs of steel. He, and... he was at one point, though. I would say in, um, what do you say, Jay, 2000, he was, in, he was jacked. That was a brick house. The Rock. Austin. Oh, Austin. Uh... My opinion is never a body guy. I would say 90, 98 for sure. But uh, I, I think once his knees went, it became less of a priority. Because, yeah, the, yeah, ro- the Rock was nothing to, spectacular either back then. Right. Now he's just a beast. The Rock was so big, he had to get his uh, reducted, reduced. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a, like, there's been such an advance, though, in understanding how the bodies work and stuff for exercise. So the Rock just, like, has so much money to pour into, you know, and time to, right, to pour yeah. into making all this stuff happen. Okay. Which is weird that he's all lots of time because he's working all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And our second question, who should Triple H face at WrestleMania 33? Not applicable. Not applicable. <laughs> and he's, he's taking on good old Batista now, so. Yeah, that was actually, um, I think at the time that was when Seth was rumored to be injured. But he ended up fighting him Yeah, anyways. we didn't think he was going to make it. That's right. Not going to make it. All right, so episode three. The topic was, which unannounced wrestlers would you like to see inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame over the next couple of years? Um, from my point of view, uh, I'll throw out Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, Sid, uh, probably Miss Elizabeth, Victoria, uh, can you think of any mind? Hmm. Well, Vader, Bigelow, you know, I'm going to go Beefcake. I like Beefcake back in the day, so I'll go with Beefcake. Sure. BTFBB. And he's rumored. Yep. He's probably next week he'll be announced. Yeah, it might come back. Um, women wrestlers, like, yeah, you said Victoria. Miss Elizabeth. I think Mickey James should go in. Oh, yeah. Um. Pretty suit. Yeah. Maybe too soon. No? She's still wrestling. She's still, still on wrestling. the active roster. I guess that's probably why, but... Yeah. Uh, other women... I can't really think of other women wrestlers that really... I, th- I think there was another woman wrestler. Like Michelle had... McCool. Sure. Like cool. Okay. 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 What about you, Jay? Uh, Goldust would be a cool one to go in. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, jeez. Oh, yeah. He has to go in. He's been around forever. Oh, for sure. Like, if Mark Henry gets in, so does Goldust. Like, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. Bro. I'm trying to think of women, too, and it's it's tough. Uh, there was like another China. one. China and Miss Elizabeth, obviously. Luna Vachon? I, th- I think yeah, she, Luna. Oh, yeah, Luna, yeah. Yeah, you're right, China as a singles competitor. Yeah. Do you think she'd go in again? Did she go in before? Well, she's going no. in this year with the she's X. going with the X, but I think she should go oh, in China. as a singles. yeah. Just to have her moment as a singles to really, like, you know. Okay, sure. Um, so what, then you, do you think, like, the Outlaws are going to get their own thing? And I do could. think that. Yeah, I think yeah. Billy Gunn's going to be in the uh, Hall of Fame several times. Even the Smoking Guns? Waiting for Rockabilly. I was thinking Smoking Guns. Jay, you had said that they weren't big enough to... Yeah, like, they were, like, one of the only teams around 96, but they didn't really have an impact, I feel. Yeah, but New Age Outlaws, for sure. And they, I th- were sun- they gave him Sonny. They were Sonny. Sonny should go in 100%. Oh, she did. She's, she's already, already in. in. She's already in. I'm yeah. sorry she didn't get pulled, actually. 
But, uh, it's gonna be the ring back. You, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't know if Billy Gunn's gonna get a singles entry because he'll be in it too many times with other groups. That's right. I don't know. But he was the 1999 King of the Ring. That's true, and I think he's been IC and IC champ and other stuff too. Yep, IC champ. Yeah, maybe hardcore, he, hardcore European probably. Yeah, he should probably get put in there. I don't think Road Dog should, but I think Billy Gunn should. Yeah. And Tom, uh, I, think Bruce, Dr- I think Tommy Dreamer should get in. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. So, yeah, geez, there's probably tons of ECW guys that aren't in. Then, yeah. If RVD. Wanna... Yeah, RVD. Totally. Taz. Ta- I've heard, actually heard Taz might be coming this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So. There's a lot of ECW there's guys. There's lots of ECW Lance guys. Storm. Sabu. Yeah. Yeah, Lance Storm. Yeah. Sabu. Lance Storm. They're going to be serious for a moment. Cyrus. <laughs> The virus. <laughs> He's just everywhere. <laughs> Jericho <laughs> gets Jericho. inducted while he's doing this AEW stuff. <laughs> Comes with an AEW shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> Be sure to watch Double or Nothing 2. Okay, <laughs> so episode four. We talked about favorite wrestling themes. WWE documentaries being too short and the remainder being filler and incorrect use of turning a heel face. Is that to face a heel? <laughs> I think it was. One of our legendary titles for nice. our podcast. Uh, we'll start with uh, favorite wrestling themes. That's tough. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Like theme songs, right? We're going with theme yeah, songs. Yeah, it's probably close to almost my favorite wrestlers. I love Austin. <laughs> I love Sid's. I do love, um, I love uh, Razor Ramon's theme. I always like the Brood. That was always a good one. That's yeah, class- yeah. that's classified as actually one of the best overall themes almost <laughs> ever. Uh, what else? Uh, I- Shelton of Domination, Eric. Come on, that's like I love PG thirteen, baby. I do love Nations. I like a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, I like Booker T's. I like uh, Jericho's. Yes, yes, yes. Even Vince's is fun. It's basic, <laughs> yeah. but it's fun. Jericho's is great. Uh, Triple uh, H. Bret Hart's. Bret's? Really? Yeah, yeah I like Bret's. Yeah. Okay. I like Fabulous. Oh, the modernized one. I prefer like the mid-90s one. Yeah, me too. And The Rock's modern one, I feel, is really, really good and underrated. Okay. Uh, Triple H, My Time was yes, fantastic. My Time. <laughs> my Time. Uh, the game is great because it's... It's Motorhead. It's, uh, King of Kings, too. Yeah. M- uh, Lemmy did a lot of... Motorhead did a lot of great yeah. stuff. Although Evolution isn't very good. I don't really like Evolutions. Really? It's a, I, I don't mind it. I don't like... The, oh, you know what? They are a mystery. Yeah. Uh, Fabulous Usual Brothers. I like that one. I like that one. Okay. They're all American boys. The Big Boss Man. Yes! I love the Big Boss Mans. There's a lot of classics I could dive into, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Goldust, actually, too, is real. I, I really enjoy it. I don't know. It just, it just fits the character so perfectly, and it's just so Gold, dramatic. Gold, yeah, Goldberg's like theme. Goldberg's, Goldberg's theme. Goldberg's theme. Yeah. yeah, very good as well. How about you, Jimmer? What's a, some of your favorite uh, theme songs? Favorite themes? Yeah, I, um, we're, just, we're just throwing out a whole whack right now, yeah. so... Oh man! Um, You'll I, probably even say some we've already mentioned. Yeah, yeah. You know what? As a kid, 
I loved Mr. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Million Dollar Man's. Gotta love that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Austin's is classic. It's, sure. uh... The Rockers. The Rockers. Actually, the Rockers and the Ultimate Warriors sounded almost the same. They're very similar. They're very, very similar. Oh, here's another, another one. I, another one I really, Taka really like. Takas? I do not remember Nar-nar-nar-nar-nar. Then it kind of gets rockish, rockish, I think. Yeah, it does. Afterwards. Uh, I really liked like APA's. APA's theme was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like Taz's. Always like Taz's song. Yeah. The good the old best heartbeat. modern theme song, though, definitely has to go to Maria and Mike Kanellis. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's I pretty love good. that yeah. song so much. I know you do. It's like your favorite <laughs> song of all time. It might be. <laughs> it's the power of love, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good tunes, man. A lot of good ones. There's some pretty terrible ones too. So the uh, the documentaries being uh, too short. Uh, actually, it's almost not applicable anymore. Actually, I think documentaries have gotten better. Um, not so much on DVD anymore, but uh, the network has some really good ones out there. Um, but some of the good ones actually are not in WWE, like with the the Andre one. And I'm not sure if the Moral Ronaldo documentary was even WWE. Definitely not. No, those were really good. Yeah. I like those ones very much. There was one, I don't know if it's new or not, but there was one about the new the the WWE CW. I think it might have just came out. Okay. It was really good. Wow, it was I, almost like it was almost like almost felt like a podcast. Interesting. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, it's really good. And I just saw another documentary recently. What was Jay, what was a recent documentary that they uh, that came out? You like those Chronicle ones? The Chronicle ones. Like, there was the one with the... Uh, you the, like that Page one. I think you mentioned it a couple times. Pages is all right. There was the UK guy. That one was okay. I don't really know a lot about him. The, uh, the guy? The commentary guy. Nigel oh, Nigel. Nigel Nigel's was all right. Mark Henry was good. Mark Henry's. Thank you. That's the one I was talking about. Mark's, I actually like Mark Henry's oh, very much. I've never seen it. It's good. I recommend it. What did you think of it? There? I liked it a you lot. You said it was good? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a small town boy. The, uh, the Roman Reigns one he just did... That one was very different. It was just Roman talking throughout the whole thing. Oh, okay. He's just jibber jabbering. <laughs> yeah. Just bebopping and scanning all over the place. Just like his recovery and like what it meant to him and stuff. And the last topic we uh, we talked about on episode four was incorrect use of uh, turning a heel face. And I do not. Uh, my opinion on this has not changed whatsoever. Uh, they've lost all touch on how to turn. Uh, bad guys into good guys. That is for sure. They don't really know how to turn faces heels either. No, I was just... Or heels faces no. either or neither of them. It's it's terrible. They even think that if they move someone off of a different show onto another show, they can just flip-flop yep. them. No problem. In fact, here's a good example. Uh, turning a heel face, Kevin Owens. Really? Was that a good face turn not at all I was that up too, yeah. that's an excellent example and that just happened yeah that was terrible that oh, was terrible oh the daniel bryan one that was not good at all well turning him turning, turning him face from heel or heel from a face wait well yeah. he's a he's a bad guy right now face from a heel face to a heel like when they turn him heel yeah yeah he's doing an all right job <laughs> being a heel <laughs> i don't know where we're going it's hard that. to say <laughs> I think he was talking about the execution. Yeah, the execution. Of, yeah, of turning the, him the, the actual, actual execution. Yeah. But I think he's great. he's done a good job. He's done a good job since. Yeah, but the act. But yeah. that. But the point is, turning the, the process of turning. Right. Yeah, we don't even know. Maybe Kale will be good as a face. Yeah. But yeah, the actual was, process was terrible. Have there any been any good heel turns in the last like five years? 
Mm. Seth Rollins, maybe, like, turning on the shield would probably be the best example. I think that's... But other than that, I agree. nothing comes to mind. And that was about five years ago already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ambrose, they butchered. Oh, um, oh that was... Yeah, twice. Was brutal. Yeah. Turning him heel and then turning him face. <laughs> yeah, butchered him both times. F'd him in the A. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> I think Seth Rollins' heel turn may be the uh, the best one since, to my uh, to my thought. Because yeah, you have you've had really bad heel turns, like really bad. Big Show, Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't even know what to say about Ziggler. I don't know what he oh. is anymore. Although I liked uh, when Braun Strowman turned heel, he used these his most famous line: "Roman Reigns." I'm not finished with you! He did, and we all thought the crowd was going to pop when he said that, and they didn't even react. Nope. Guess we're the only ones that liked that one. Yeah. Because we used to say it all the time. So, episode five, we talked about, will we see another larger wrestling faction in the upcoming future? Um, yeah, I think we will. Wrestling fat like uh, in the WWE? Another group, another oh, DX, group? another okay. nation, blah, blah, blah. Like in WWE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I think like will. in Japan, there's Bullet Club in there. Sure, that's, that's big. So will it be like a like a that style, like an NWO? Yeah, or, and they uh, even had uh, what was the group uh, Nexus? They did it. No, that didn't really succeed very well. Are we counting Undisputed Era? Um, there's four guys in that one. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm thinking a little bit bigger than that. Okay. To count as a big group. Yeah, yeah. Four, four is not really. According to WB, it's a faction, because Four Horsemen's a faction, Shield's a faction, okay. New Day's a faction. Right, we kind of said a larger faction. Yeah, yeah. larger faction. Yeah. That's right, like a bunch of guys. Yeah, yes. okay. seven or eight guys, I, I think they'll do it again. It's yeah. a, it's tried and true. Mm. Usually works. Yeah, sure. They might be approaching it. They're running. They need something to sp- spike up those ratings. Maybe they'll put all their... Put a bunch NX- of guys together. They'll put all their NXT folk together. Yeah. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked about WWE's purchase of... TNA that we envisioned that did, certainly did not take place. Well, there were rumors at the, the time of, uh, of the of the like the library being purchased and that sort of thing, but uh, that didn't really happen. Although the relationship has gotten a lot better, I mean, Much we've better. seen we've seen Table for Three episodes of AJ Styles, and they're showing AJ Styles Kurt Angle matches. We saw lots of footage from the Nigel McGuinness documentary of his run in TNA. I think they're going to buy the library. I still think they will purchase the library one day. I think it's going to happen. We'll see what happens. You guys think I so? Think so yeah. Hard to say. Didn't they think? I think one of the stories a couple of years ago or a couple of weeks ago was that uh, Jeff Jarrett's GFW tapes got taped over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's suing. He's suing to get money back. Or yeah. Not. There's nothing left to sue. Next topic was GSP resigning with UFC. GSP retired from the UFC. Was it a week ago? Last week or the week before. Did so. he really? He yeah, did, he yeah. Did, he wow. Pulled the big preps conference and he says, "I am retiring." So one from match. The UFC. I wonder why that didn't make the rumors. Oh wait, because it's non-wrestling related. Next. <laughs> terrible. You're a terrible human being. And then, and then also, uh, we talked about Jack Swagger asking to be released from the WWE. Well. He just recently fought in Bellator. And he and won. apparently did really, really good. He did. <laughs> and won. Not only did he do good, but he won. <laughs> Actually, I think his next fight is already scheduled for May, I think. He's, I think. The, he's the real CM Punk. <laughs> Except he has no personality. If you put CM Punk and Jack Swagger together, you'd have a, a success. It's like a, each one would only be like a half a man. That sounds about right. 
You could just take uh, CM Punk's brain, put it into uh, Jack Swagger's body, and there you go. CM Punk, you were really good on the mic. You should have never have left the WWE. You were a terrible mixed martial artist. Jack Swagger, you should have never have been a professional wrestler. You're a really good mixed martial artist. Dude, I thought you were going to say a terrible wrestler. <laughs> He's an all-American American. No, he wasn't good on the mic, though. But you don't need to be good on the mic to be a good mixed martial artist. Although it his certainly gimmick, helps with the paychecks. It helps. It yeah. does. His gimmick didn't, like, was it even his? It was Cesaro that got it over? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good stuff. He wasn't even American. He's not even American. <laughs> okay, so no, ep- episode six, we talked about faces using heel tactics to win matches. We always, you know, we hate this. I hate it. I do not like when a face, um, use yeah, cheats essentially. Yep. No, I agree. Do you agree, mind? I do agree, but when was the last time we saw it? I don't know. I think at the time <laughs> we must have been seeing it. At no, the no. Time. I mean, I mean, at the time we probably saw, it, but have we seen it recently? Faces using heel tactics. I'm sure Kevin Owens is going to do it numerous times over the. Last <laughs> I can't year. think of anything specific. Kevin but. Owens. Kevin Owens might be able to pull it off. The only one that I can think of that really pulled it off well was Eddie Guerrero because mm-hmm. he was winking at the audience while doing. That's right. It, yeah. Know? Yeah. So like, if Kevin can pull that off, he might be onto something as a big. Yeah, because yeah, he's got to do something like that. He, he can't be squeaky clean. It's Kevin Owens. No, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, the other topic was WrestleMania matches being thrown together and wrestlers being left without a match. Well, that's still going to be happening. <laughs> it's that's worse than ever. I've heard, I've heard the rumors of many multi-man matches yeah. on the card this year. So I've heard some of the matches they've thrown together, uh, including like some Cena rumor, like Cena versus... Uh, Samoa Joe, and it's like, wow, you guys are really throwing crap together at this stage in the game. Well, I think that's somebody's rumor because Samoa Joe's the U.S. champ. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not going to change. That's going to change. What about uh, the women's title on SmackDown? No one's ready for Asuka because nobody's booked against her. She hasn't been on TV much since she won the title. No. She's fighting Corey Graves' uh, high school crush <laughs> on, on Fastlane. other... Uh... <laughs> The gold standard. Man, Mandy Rose? The gold standard. Uh, Carmella, isn't he with Carmella? No, but he got to bang her, so it's not a high school crush. What the? Jesus. Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about which wrestlers uh, would you like to see wrestle Brock Lesnar and Goldberg before the two retire from wrestling? <laughs> well, that's certainly not applicable. <laughs> what else did we talk about? Talked about with the Raw and SmackDown. Well, Lesnar hasn't retired from WrestleMania though. Wrestling, no, but nobody. I no. I don't. Nobody wants to see anybody wrestle over Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's not applicable. Okay. <laughs> nobody likes Mel Hooks. The Somebody hit Alt Control Delete. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we talked about the SmackDown and Raw uh, and Raw draft. Likely creeping up post-WrestleMania. Who would we want to see switch sides? Well, they're doing the draft soon. Do I want to see anyone switch? I don't care. Well, it can't be any worse than it is now, so we might as well switch it up. It's basically not. It's basically kind of like one show, only two shows. I guess Orton should go to Raw. They should just merge them. I, I've said that since day merge. one. Merge. Mer- merge. <laughs> the nerd. I would like to see some talent shift. To like the UK and 205, like shake those rosters up a little bit. Yeah, sure. 
or even like they kind send of already some do that. send some big names from Raw and SmackDown to some of those shows just to kind of create some more balance and intrigue to each brand. Put uh, Rey Mysterio on 205 Live. Yeah, like Why actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Would probably help the show. Oh, how good is sure. the show really doing right now? It's awesome. Everyone watches it. Nothing like watching two have, hours of SmackDown like I used and to finishing. Watch 205. Yeah. Finish. What's, that? What's that, Jay? I used to watch 205. It's just, I don't I just fell out of love with it, you know? Like, mm. the guys can bust their asses and have these awesome matches, but you can only do that for so long before it becomes repetitive, you know? Yeah. Right. Speaking of repetitive, they sure show uh, NXT UK a lot on the WWE Network. Holy cow, do they ever. They're throw- They're uh, They're going to kill it. They're showing it too much. If I see that stupid Walter Cassisono match one more time. <laughs> <laughs> the blob versus the blob. Who's a power bomb? Goodness. For that. What was that? They announced a takeover for the UK, didn't they? Yeah, I think uh, Dunn and Walter are fighting at uh, TakeOver New York. Oh, nice. See, that I'll watch. Or I don't know if it's been announced, but it's basically going to be. Right, right. They'll probably put the belt on Walter. I can see it. What was his name before that? It's always been Walter. So yeah, on to... the indies, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, it seems like yeah. they've been calling him something else when they cheer for him. That guy needs to do some crunches. Big time. It's almost like making Ono look good. <laughs> oh, he's <done> this jacket. <laughs> it's he... only because Ono wears a shirt. He does crunches all the time. He wipes his bum and goes back to the ring. No. <laughs> 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 goes back. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> leaves, the, leaves the ring. <laughs> You'd say like you'd say like Arnold though. Pause. <laughs> Pause now. Get to the washroom. <laughs> I need to take a poop. <laughs> everyone's in. Everyone's waiting. Is he coming back? Boom! Oh, here he comes. That was a triple flusher. <laughs> <laughs> that one stuck to the side of the ball. <laughs> that was a triple flusher. <laughs> <laughs> that was so streaky. I did not eat any corn. I came out with white tights and now I have black. They're black. <laughs> oh my. What can I say? I had. <laughs> what is that like Dracula? <laughs> what can I say? I had Pepto Bismol. Just say, it's all that bee poop and mushed peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> so much bee poop. <laughs> so so much. <laughs> All right. If you want to continue laughing, we la- lastly we talked about uh, TNA's name officially changing to Impact Wrestling. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. That's a topic. That's quite a. I thought this happened before our podcast ever even started. No, no. So I think they were still TNA when they first... Uh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, under new management of uh, Demore and uh, Callis, I guess. Hey? No, this was way before Before that, that yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, it was good that they got rid of the name. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. They should have done it oh, before they became an organization. Yep. Total nonstop action. Testing Albert. Awful. <laughs> Episode 7. We talked about the lack of excitement for WrestleMania 33. <laughs> uh, not much changed there. Nothing has changed there. Is there anything remembered from that WrestleMania? I, I don't even remember who, who fought. Was, was that, that the Triple H Roman one? Yeah. Triple H Rollins. Triple H Rollins? Yeah. Okay. 
What was Triple H Roman? What was that one? 32. That was 32? That was Undertaker, that long ago? Yeah, Undertaker Roman was the main event for 33. Oh. Oh, oh man. Took off all his clothes and left him in the ring. So ah, Taker did a terrible been, job there. That would have been naked Charlotte, bomb. Becky, and Sasha in a three-way? No, so. it was uh, Bailey, Sasha, Becky. Oh, no, Sasha Bailey, no Sasha, Charlotte, Nia. Yeah. I'm a monster. And th- yeah. Wow. What's the memorable match from that mania? Was it Seth and Triple H? I think, in my opinion. I guess I guess Roman and uh, Taker was, was. I mean, I guess it's kind of memorable. Yeah, he took all the took off all his clothes and walked away naked. Taker just stripped afterwards. <laughs> Keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. Only place Is on his that... body with no tattoos. No, that was was that Styles and Shane. Uh, was that the opener? Yeah. Oh man! Uh, yeah, yes. probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Match of the night, best in the world. There, oh, <laughs> boo! All right, we talked about crowd chants, specifically NXT, uh, and we talked about how it can actually give the company a false view on how, like, how over a superstar really is. We talked about um, examples of like Ty Dillinger, Tyler Breeze, Apollo Cruz. Um, and then we talked about the crowd trying to take over the show by singing and starting chants. Is that acceptable or disrespectful? What do we feel about that now? Nothing has changed. Yeah, nothing has changed. It's no, all terrible. It's Nothing's all... working. No, if you think someone on NXT is over, uh, you give them a shot on the main roster and they will bomb for yeah. the most part. <laughs> Even the top what four or five guys that we said were going to do amazing – they were moved over to the WWE to the main roster in the wrong way, but there's really is there really any interest behind? I don't think it? anybody cared about Gargano and Ciampa. And that's crazy, because uh, yeah, Alistair, who should be so over with that entrance alone, never mind his ring skills and Ricochet as well, and like there was crickets right when they debuted. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. There's rumors too that a lot of the guys, and this was before they moved over, so it could have been some of them. Um, actually, I, I truly believe uh, Pete Dunne is probably one of them. There's some guys that have said they dread the thought of moving over to the main roster. <laughs> can you believe that? Like, Obviously, you can believe it, but back in the day, that would be un- unheard of. Yeah. You want to move over. But I, I'm going to guess it's specifically on NXT UK. I could see someone like Pete Dunne who is like everyone in the UK just loves this guy, regardless of whether or not you like him or not. But if they move Pete Dunne over to Raw or SmackDown, same thing will happen to him as what just happened to all these four guys we just talked about. He'll get lost in the shuffle. I think a lot of it has to do with the way everything's structured, right? Like, you you have such a lack of creative freedom, and you kind of have to play to everyone, and everything keeps changing on the fly. Look, was it a week ago or two weeks ago on Raw when there there was, like, news coming out that they're still, like, rewriting the show two hours into it? Yeah, gross. It's just an unhealthy work environment. Like, I can see how guys wouldn't want to work in that. It's like old WCW all over again. That's right. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, that's what killed WCW ultimately, right? Though, Like, a huge huge chunk of that was was the lack of planning. Um, I want to talk about crowd chants real quick right now. I still hate them so much. Um, Just very recently, I do not remember the match. I don't remember if it was on one of the shows or if it was on the last, um, one of the last pay-per-views. I honestly don't remember when it was, but it was a match that it was like six minutes in, and the crowd was chanting, "Fight forever, oh. fight forever." It's, it's actually, like 
first of all, they've only been fighting for six minutes, and it's not yeah. that exciting. What are you chanting for? Fight Forever is actually kind of insulting. It's like you don't want you don't want them to do anything else but wrestle. Like they can't live lives; they have to wrestle <laughs> forever. Well, no, well, that's thinking a little deep. That's <laughs> that's uh, what I, that's what I think whenever I hear that. Really? It's like, oh, it's no. like you actually don't really like these people when you think about you it. You think no. that way? Oh, I do. No, the very I first hate it when they say that. The first time I ever heard it actually was uh, at Takeover there when it was uh, Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. Yeah, and that was a great match. And uh, when they say fight forever, it just means like, man, I could watch these two guys fight forever. I've and this is awesome is so overused. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, that, I, this, this is awesome. I you still got it. That one's terrible too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's destroyed too. Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. You're oh. right. I do deserve it. Oh yeah, it's Sasha and Bailey were on NXT just recently, and it's like, welcome back. You deserve it. Mm. And it's like, welcome back. You guys are the same fans on any other show. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to mm. me. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Nay. <laughs> I was saying boo, Ailey. <laughs> we, all, we also talked about wrestlers. Uh, do they have to have a particular quote-unquote look nowadays to pass as a pro wrestler? Do you think so? No. I said yes at the time, but I think now it's no. I think I've actually changed my mind on that. No, you can look completely regular. Well, it's, you can have any look. You don't need to be huge anymore. The, look at the guys in NXT. Look They're, at Walter. We were just talking. Oh, there's a great example. And a lot of the wrestlers now are short. They used to be huge. Yep. Be Leo nice. Rush is one of the most over guys right now, right? And he's teeny. If you say so. Leo Rush? He's one of the most over guys? No. That's a bad guy. He's a heel. Oh, wow. He's okay. a better reaction than Lashley. Okay. That's good. Well, got you. You, got, you got us there. Is that exactly but, fair? Bobby Lash. Bobby Lash. <laughs> that will always be great. Oh my gosh. We talked about how Impact Wrestling has dropped all things TNA. And then we basically talked about do we things do we see things turning around for the company now that they're A under new management and B because they have a new champion in Alberto El Patron. Oh. <laughs> wow. NA. Relevance zero. <laughs> wow. No. I think that they've made some smart moves as a company over time. Like they're they're now you can watch them on Twitch every week, which is like a streaming app mm-hmm. used yeah. for gaming yeah. and stuff. So that's smart. Like and everyone was making fun of the American network they picked to be on, but it's money that's coming. Yeah, and true so enough. like I get that. But uh, overall, like I don't see them making a lot of noise yet. They haven't done anything that's really like shaped in the wrestling fan base. No. The last thing that did that was the Hardy stuff. Even relevancy. They're like pretty far from relevancy. Yeah. And like they've got a great roster and everything, but it's just it's the the creative isn't there yet to to catch everyone's attention. No. Exactly. And uh, lastly, we actually talked about will Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather actually happened. Sure happened. Of course it happened. That summer. And would it be bigger than a Conor McGregor versus George St. Pierre fight? I, th- I think there would be. I don't even know if those are comparable because that's boxing versus MMA. Yeah, yeah it's, so we, uh, it's, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, so I, I don't think that can be compared. So I won't even answer that because. Um, Although we tried to. 
We tried. <laughs> and failed! <laughs> but anyways, they made tons and tons of money, so ridiculously amount amount of money. So the obvious answer is yes, it will be it would it was bigger. It was it was I'll, I'll, yeah, you know what? There you go. I think that in itself will tell you. Boxing it, just makes so much money. It, I just don't even understand why. No, I was going to say the same thing. I don't understand how boxing makes so much. I think that's money. why I actually can't compare them, because I'd be biased and say, oh yeah, George versus Connor would be bigger, but boxing seems to always win still to this day. Yeah. So that I guess there's the answer. Okay, so episode eight, we uh, talked about a few things. Uh, the greatest talkers in the history of WWE. There's so many of them. Guys are good on the mic. You know, Flair is always you know known as one of the greats on the mic from a heel perspective. Yep. Um, you were just talking about uh, earlier on, I don't know if this caught air, but Shawn Michaels running in circles around Bret Hart. Sure. So Jericho, Triple H, one of my my personal favorites yep. on the microphone, especially as a Bobby heel. Heenan and Roddy Piper. Sure. Even Vince McMahon, like he's amazing. Yep. Anyone that could talk on a microphone and make it look like a shoot? All those names we just said there. Yeah, Ronda's pretty good, especially when she gets really pissed off, it seems. She's like shaking, her face is shaking, she's turning colors. Mm -hmm. It's real to her, damn it. (laughs) Austin was always good on the mic. CM Punk. Punk. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think Cena's gotten really good. Cena's one of my favorite right now. Cena's always good. Yeah, he he fluidly talks on the mic. Look, he was stinky in his early days, but he's really good now. Stank. The Rock. You know, The Rock and uh, Jericho were kind of the both same kind of comedy kind of gimmick for a little bit there back in the day. Attitude Era. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, who else? Miz uh, gets Miz. Miz, oh, when Miz. he's good, he gets he's really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially when he looks Best like he's really world, upset. Yeah. Best in the world, yeah. you'd say, would you? Usos are really good when they're good. Actually, I'm really enjoying oh, yeah. the Usos. Actually, I like the style of it. It's very different. They're good. Yeah, I really like them. They Paul, play off each other. Yeah. Paul, ha- Paul Heyman. Yeah, Heyman, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Heyman on the mic. Yeah, definitely some gooders. Yeah, uh, we talked about how underrated the match between Stone Cold and Scott Hall was at WrestleMania 18. You can tell I added that one to that podcast. <laughs> Man, I honestly don't even remember the match aside from the final stunner. Because I've seen it, like, on... The gigantic stunner. The gigantic stunner, oh, yeah. yeah. But aside from that, I don't even remember the match. Yeah, we were essentially just, just talking about how it should have been... Week, eh? It should have been bigger. What was that, Jay? Did you see that it went viral again last week? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody edited it, so Scott Hall, like, rocketed into space and fell back down in the ring, and Austin commented and said, this was a shoot, take notes, kept... Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, Randy Orton's Vines back in the day. Yeah, yeah totally. Is Vines still a thing? No, that no. was done. It was almost ended with Orton's RKO's. It was like the last big thing. Oh, Vines wow. got RKO'd. There you go. Hey, we're out of nowhere. Uh, WrestleMania 33 match predictions. Uh, not really applicable. <laughs> nope, sorry. Um, we did we did try to predict which match was maybe going to steal the show, though, at WrestleMania 33. Did we? <laughs> I can't really comment on that one either. All right, episode 9. We just kind of reviewed uh, WrestleMania 33 and the Raw after Mania. Uh, we used to do these reviews and recaps of... Monday Night Raw. Oh, man. The whole show. The whole show is right. I got flushed down the old toilet. Oh, man. <laughs> Episode 10. With, with Walter's poop. Oh. It was a triple flusher. Man. <laughs> One for each hour. <laughs> yeah, Lederhosen. Um, <laughs> Episode 10. We talked about enemies teaming up together 
too quickly as friends. <laughs> oh, oh, I wonder who did this. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Just recently, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they were like, they hated each other in the, oh, oh look, and, over to and Rob, Elbow, oh, here's again. one. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. It's happening already. It's happening again. <laughs> They're friends again. They were just enemies. We also talked about uh, our thoughts of where WWE was going with Kurt Angle now and in the future. <laughs> they did not use him correctly one bit. He has no intensity. Probably mental health related, I'm assuming, because he is not the same Kurt Angle we remembered and loved. Do you agree there, Jay Walker? So, yeah, they definitely didn't use him right at all. There was no big matches. I, obviously, the one at Mania with Rousey was a big deal, but he was sort of a last-minute shoe-in. Uh, other than that, though, like, it's been a lot of very forgettable performances, and like you said, he's just not the same that he was before. Even from TNA, there's just a lack of intensity there. He's throwing it. He's thrown in that best in the world tournament for no reason. Um, he's been fighting Baron Corbin like nobody cares anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a lot. <laughs> All right, moving on here. We talked about uh, episode 11. We talked about Roman Reigns' future in the WWE. Obviously, it was aside from uh, his recent battle with leukemia, it was pretty bright. Yeah, well, it was. For him, anyways. It was our first podcast where our topic was solely about one wrestler actually really yeah uh, it was it was a good topic but uh his future in the WWE, well he's back and he actually seems over now and at the time he was not we actually saw not so great things we were trying to give our advice on the guy and he wasn't for like four years at the time that's right that's right it was four years into his in his career and he's not terribly over at all yeah and now the crowd seems to like him but i think they're actually going to it's fall pity. out of love with yeah, him it's quickly. Pity. It's pity like. It's pity. It is. It really is, and it's unfortunate. I don't think he's ever going to get like the boos that he did before, because I don't think people are going to boo a cancer survivor. But I don't think he's going to ever, ever get like, yeah, like the pops that he's getting right now are not going to last. No, for no, sure. By far, it'll yeah. just be silence. Give it a couple of weeks at most, and I think yeah. that things will change. And actually, I think they will. After a year or two, that you know he did survive cancer, which is great, but. uh They'll forget about that, and they will boo him again. I think they will. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, true enough. I'd be interested to see what the, what, uh, the reaction he gets tomorrow. Or uh, Sunday, rather. True. Uh, Fastlane. They'll like it because it's S.H.I.E.L.D. They yeah, love true. the S.H.I.E.L.D. We love S.H.I.E.L.D. We love spelling. S-H-I-E-L-D. S.H.I.E.L.D. And we like making up words for every letter. Yeah. Episode 12, we talked about... Uh, this was, the I think, the rose-colored glasses episode. The not-so-amazing memories of the Attitude mm-hmm. Era. We all stand by that already. That uh, although there were some amazing memories, and uh, Jay was just talking off uh, off air about how we should <laughs> we should be watching some Raws from like uh, 97, 98. Um, so a lot of bad stuff that happened back then as well. Yep. Not so great. And then um, moving right along here, episode thirteen: those who unexpectedly made it, and those who didn't that should have. It's like a double negative in there. Whoa. Whoa. Mind blown. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> so I guess those who unexpectedly ex- made it. So those who became big that were that we didn't think were going to. So I guess we uh, the ringmaster and a uh, tasseled Rocky Maivia didn't look like they were going to go very far. I guess that's what we were discussing. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah, I think it was actually. Mm. And those who 
were supposed to make it and bombed. Failed miserably? Yeah, and that could be, you could say anything. You could say Ryback or you could say, uh, you know, anyone of that sort that was supposed to be big. Any call-up from NXT. Any call-up from NXT, yeah, that's true. I'll say that I never expected Becky Lynch to be the top star in the entire company. Oh, I couldn't stand Becky Lynch for a long time. I thought she was too, uh, her squeaky clean persona was, uh, was lame, and uh, unfortunately, it looks like she might be coming back to that because, uh, as Jimmer was saying to me off air, she had said to the crowd, uh, to the uh, SmackDown fans, that she was happy to be back. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of that myself on SmackDown. I didn't even understand it. Like, what do you mean, happy to be back? Because she's been never left. Uh, I guess because she's been hanging on Raw, Raw. I guess that's what she's. But saying. she goes on the SmackDown too. I don't know. It I know. Makes weird. no sense. No, it's all just. I guess because she was. Suspended. Yeah. Jam doing air quotes. Such a cluster. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo indeed. All, the, all these topics will just end with booze. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 14, we talked about dream matches that we'd like to see. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. No, I think we've run through the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Becky Lynch against Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, you. I think we were also talking about ones that are just physically not possible like Goldberg versus Stone Cold uh, Undertaker versus Sting right you know matches that never happened yep Brett versus Angle kind of thing oh yeah there's there's one that would have been good Shawn versus Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles yep Finn Balor and Gilbert oh Fat Balor versus Yokozuna yep oh too soon pie eating contest eating contest. Any any <laughs> dream matches you still? <laughs> That's Luger, Luger and Fat Balor in a thigh eating contest. Oh man. Jay, any matches? Uh, any dream matches? Even ones that are absolutely absurd that you'd like to see? Brett and The Rock, I think would have been a fun one. Wow. Um, Interesting. I don't know. Oh yeah, Sean versus The Rock was always one that never happened. Yes. A good one too. I don't know. There's like always potentials, but it's hard to be put on the spot like that. I yeah. thought Brett fought The Rock. No, not once. No. No, I don't think so. I, I watched all the Raws from '97, '98. It didn't happen. Did Brett fight uh, Shamrock? Uh, that would have been good. They would have been I in like they would have been in so. like uh, probably multi-man matches. Like uh, there, there was a ten-man tag there. Um, at uh, one of, one of the pay per views, like Spring Stampede, I think it was like the Heart Foundation it, against these American guys. Yeah, it was called like Canadian Stampede. Canadian Stampede, yes, yeah, Spring Stampede. That's, that's right. Else. So it was like the Heart Foundation versus, I think it was like the Patriot, and Austin. probably Ken Shamrock and Austin. Legion of Doom. And the Legion of Doom. There you go. That was it. Yep. They were the All American Legions of Doom. Episode 15, we talked about alliance members that benefited and didn't benefit from the invasion. <laughs> My goodness. Tori Wilson's going in the Hall of Fame, so she benefited. <laughs> she definitely benefited from the invasion. There you go. Done. That's a good example. There you go. Episode 16. Kenya, we talk- not so much. Can- Aww. <laughs> you, had to, you had to just chuck that one in there. What? Right? He, would, didn't, he was the alliance MVP, but he always lost. No, that's true. Yeah. Who and better? Then he, and then he died. Who better? <laughs> episode... Episode 16, we talked about the best and worst gimmicks in the history of WWE. Holy cow. The history? That's, that's, that's quite the topic. Damn. 
I think we went all the way back to George Hackenschmidt <laughs> in 1908. Any any uh, terrible gimmicks currently? Like, uh, I'm sure there's something. That we're... No oh, Jose. no way, Jose! Yeah, yeah we're gonna be the worst right now. I think so. I think we were all thinking that at the same time. There's a, there's a guy in NXT that everyone is going crazy for right now that does an air guitar. What's his name? Brugenhagen oh, or something. Oh, yeah, Eric Drugenhagen or something. That right? will not. That won't work. By the way, when he goes no, over the road. that will not work. At he does like an air guitar and air drums and stuff. Yeah. After really? Matches. It's a, yeah. It's What's a fun his last life experience? Jurgenhagen? Yeah. But it won't translate to TV. Good He's got kind of a porn mustache. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> What's wrong with you people? No, that's going to fail miserably. Yeah, it's oh, really sure. bad. You know what? Maybe we'll see. Maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll just catch on and you'll see all these kids in the crowd doing the... He'll movie. be the next Ty Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 37. It's gonna be um, Elias versus Eric Drugenheimen. <laughs> Schmidt in a real guitar versus fake guitar. guitar. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of funny. Ring announced by Road Dog. And yeah. Jeff Rock, Jarrett. Special Rock enforcer Billy. Rockabilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's dedicated to the memory of Honky Tonk Man. Oh. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Wait, what? Episode 17 was a major burial one. Who, Those who do not belong in the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> basically took the Hall of Fame and we said, these guys suck. Why are they even there? So the uh, the the uh, the legendary answer to this one is now the Godfather, as everyone likes to say. <laughs> Poor Godfather. Now uh, it's going to be Tori Wilson. I think he belongs. I think you, oh, you, the mind thinks he, Godfather belongs? Yeah. I think he belongs more than what people kind of put him out to be because it's all of his characters, but it's because the Godfather got put in. His name should have been put that, in. That was a very over character for it was that time. Stupid over. Yeah. It was very over. But he's done. A, he did a lot more than just the Godfather, though. But most of them stunk. <laughs> yeah. I love Papa Shango. I like no. I I like them. Yeah. But they didn't do very well. You didn't like Kama, the Extreme Fighting Machine. I liked Kama. The well, Supreme he was part of the Nation Supreme. of Domination, which is a huge. He, uh, he, bur- he uh, melted Undertaker's urn and turned it into a chain. That's true. That's true. Kama Mustafa, not so much, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Taker was a weakling after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Greatest heels... Uh, sorry, episode uh, 18. Greatest heels in the history of the WWE. I think I still... Um, I think I always say uh, Triple H and Orton are my personal favorites. Orton, yep. Uh, Mr. McMahon. You guys like to say Ric Flair. Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, Vince is great. Yeah, Flair for sure. For sure. I really, um, way back in the day, like I loved, you know, the Million Dollar Man. I thought he was a great heel. Roddy Piper, probably one of the best heels of all time. Macho Man. Yeah, Savage was a great heel. Punk was pretty good. Yeah, Punk was good. He took it to a whole personal level almost towards the crowd, attacking them. He was a different kind of heel for sure. And yeah, and you can really tell that uh, Daniel Bryan is really stealing from. Yeah, he's, from cha- he's channel channeling oh, uh, his inner CM big, Punk. It, whenever I watch him and hear him, it's like this is just a tweaked CM Punk <laughs> uh, segment altogether. But uh, well, everything from wrestling is stolen from another era. So, and you guys said perfect, right? I did not say it, but uh, you must have read my mind because yeah. I was thinking Mr. Perfect for sure. Yeah, he was Rick rude. Yeah, rude was great. Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie McMahon. McMahon. Yes, sir. Oh, McMahon. um, 
Taker, especially as Big Evil. Now, nasty, nasty heel. Yeah, he was nasty. Too bad he didn't stay very long, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, longevity. I, you know, I imagined him, um, like, in my mind, he was uh, Big Evil for a good chunk of time, but he really wasn't. Nope. Half a year? Yeah. That was it, eh? Maybe that. And then he was gone for quite a few months, and he never came, and then he came back as the dead man. No, then he was good guy, then he was good guy Big Evil. Was he? Yep, Happy Evil. Oh, he was Happy Evil. <laughs> No, he, he was big, big, big happy. He was big, big yeah, smiley. Big smiley. <laughs> big smiley McEvil. Yeah. Just call me Big Smiling Mark. <laughs> Episode 19. Favorite and most despised pro wrestling finishing moves. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Favorite. Well, my favorites would probably be the, uh, the power bomb, the stunner. Um. I always loved like the the uh, the submission holds, like the the sharpshooter, the big four leg lock. I love the pump handle slam, people's elbow. Yeah, <laughs> not really. No, Actually, I loved the people's elbow when he was when he was doing it as a heel. I loved it. Absolutely wow. loved it. What other what what Jay? What what moves do you like? The big leg. The big leg. <laughs> big leg. What's your finisher? Leg drop or What's your finisher, Jay? Just the big leg. I use the pedigree. Oh, right, you do use That's a That's how he beat O'Doyle. Yeah. Pepsi Plunge. The Pepsi Plunge. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really stands out nowadays as a finisher. I like the full Nelson slam. Kind of basic move, though. Who does it? I don't remember. I think Test did it. Test did it, yeah. He had a multiple. Of yeah, I like a few Test moves. Pump Handle, full Nelson slam. There's another one I like. What's the, uh, something similar to the full Nelson slam? Oh. Half Nelson slam? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Three-quarter Nelson slam. <laughs> Three-quarter Nelson slam. <laughs> Seven-eight slam. <laughs> I think that was Matt Stryker's finishing move. He loved What's fractions. <laughs> so does Scott Steiner. Yeah. Oh, no. As long as he has Petey, Petey Williams behind him. Real quick, I'm going to talk about my, uh, I think my favorite um, tag team move. Do you guys, do you remember Power and Glory? Oh, power plex. The power plex. So Hercules would go off one turnbuckle, hit the yes. superplex, and then Paul Roma would immediately jump off the other turnbuckle and hit him with a big splash. Top rope splashes when they're done well are really, really yeah, good. Yeah, they're impressive. And you know what's it's what's crazy is like Paul Roma was a big dude. He was probably like he was probably like two fifty. Yeah. You know, so to jump through the air with the height that he had yeah. to land on him like a perfect splash. Yeah. Beautiful. Pretty crazy. It was a thing of beauty. Too bad he's a real not good guy in real life. No, Paul Roma I don't think is a nice man. And we talked about most uh, despised finishers. Yeah, despised finishers. Like, I I, um, I can't think of any. You moment. hate Pete Dunne's finisher. Or the, the finger breaker. Yeah, I hate breaker. that. The finger bender. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that let's one either. Let's just bend his fingers. Let's just let's just tear the webbing in his fingers. <laughs> oh, I hate Bailey's. Bailey. Bailey to Bailey. Bailey to Bailey's terrible. Belly to Bailey. Yeah, Bailey to Bailey. Stink face. Yeah. The stink face. Oh, uh, Naomi's uh, the rear, rear window. Rear view. Rear view. Rear window. I think that was <laughs> it's a, a movie. That's a Johnny Depp Johnny movie. Johnny Depp I think, movie. Isn't it? No, that's Secret Window. <laughs> Oh, Rear Window's a different movie. Yeah, that's starring uh, Pete Dunne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now episode 20. Ooh, 20. This is, a, this is one of our first milestones. 
most memorable heel turns and betrayals of all time. Uh, okay, so we talked about Seth turning on on the shield. That was yep. one of the more, more memorable recent ones. Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. That was a that was a huge one. Although in reality, he was helping him through the window. That's all that happened. That's all he was doing. Triple H. Shawn. He's trying to escape. <laughs> Triple H turning on Sean. Yeah, that was a big one. That, D- that DX. Did not see that coming. Yeah, no. Owens one turning on Jericho at the Festival of Friendship. Yeah, Owens for sure. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yep. Yeah. Actually, if you want to go way back, um, was a great heel turn, and just the build up to it um, was uh, like Hogan and Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were, they were of course, they were of course enemies, but they were best. Then they were best friends with the Mega Powers, and then just Macho's jealousy just got the better of him. Yeah. And he completely just just turned on Hogan, and everyone just hated Savage at the time. I can look in your eyes; you got lust for Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, although some people may have hated it, uh, it's certainly memorable. WrestleMania 17, Austin turning heel, joining forces yeah. with the man. I really like that. Was, I really like that. That was really I impactful. Liked it. Yeah. Not me. I hated it. Well, of oh, course sir, you did. Like it. You don't like change. No, sir, I don't like it. I like change just fine. Nickels, dimes, quarters. Ooh, I hate change. They smell. <laughs> they do smell. Change is like one of the dirtiest things around. They taste funny, too. <laughs> you ever suck on a penny? Ask Walter. He hates them. <laughs> he poops them out. <laughs> they fly across the room. And we talked about on episode 21, most memorable face turns of all time. We're switching it up. Regional. I, I can't even think of any. Those were harder, right? Probably. The, the face turns. Can you think of any, Jay? Macho Man at WrestleMania 7, kind of. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's true. When him and Elizabeth kind of returned to, to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, start of the match as the heel, of course. And yeah. then at the end of it all there, and everyone loved him. People are crying. Yeah. I guess you can kind of say Brett Austin, uh, the double turn. Yeah, you could yes. definitely say that. Yep. That's pretty sure. big. Mm-hmm. So Austin turned phase technically in that match. Yeah. Right at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Episode 22. The cho- Ooh, this is an interesting title. The Chosen Betrayer in each tag team in the WWE. Oh, so this was, uh, I think the mind and I had a bit of a fantasy Topic on this oh, one. Oh, I see. Yeah, you like these. If ones. we broke, if the tag team, if current tag teams broke up, who would be the the good one and who would be the bad one? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that was you and I. Yes. Our first fantasy topic. Yeah, that was fun. That one actually was one. fun. And I remember we were talking about like Jay and Jimmy, for example. Oh, who would who would turn heel? And I think although you you joke that you can't remember who's who, we had said. I can't. Yeah, Jimmy. I still don't know. I don't even know who's married to Naomi. There's Jimmy. So we had said. Or at least I did. Which that. one's Jimmy? What's that? Well, which one is Jimmy? Okay, Jimmy's married to Naomi, but which one's Jimmy? <laughs> he's the one with the freckle on his cheek. He's the one with the tattoos. He has the long hair with the beard. Which is the one that almost looks like he's got like a grill? That's Jay. Is that Jay? I don't know why I know all this. It's very strange. And my wife can also tell the difference as well. I know one, I know one of them has a big cross on his shoulder. I can tell by their facial hair and... Kind of their face, too. <laughs> it's weird. Facial and pubic. But yeah, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, but Jay yeah, does have a grill. It's true. Never thought of that one. But anyways, we had said that uh, maybe like Jimmy would turn heel and Naomi would kind of be, you know, turn with him. Yeah. They'd both be like a... 
a heel faction, kind of like Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah, you could be the new Triple H, yeah. Stephanie. The, <laughs> the, 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 the Macusos. The Macos. The Uso Naomi era. <laughs> and I like the Macusos better. It sounds, like, it sounds like a combo meal at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, the Macusos. Six pack of Macusos, please. You like super size that at Macuso for 69 cents? We call it the rear view mirror. <laughs> Xerox choice. We probably also talked about who would turn on Enzo or Cass. <laughs> I, I think we did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we guessed correctly. I think we did, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, actually, let's talk about this. Is this relevant today? <laughs> it most certainly is not. <laughs> no. Oh, no. man. Episode 23. Oh, we t- I can't remember even talking about this. The Shane McMahon helicopter crash. Remember that? Oh, I do. He wow! Was in a helicopter crash. Remember that, Jay? Yeah, it was like one of the most devastating days of my life because we almost lost one of the best wrestlers, if not the, in fact, the best wrestler in the world. Oh. I think he even has a trophy that says it. Oh. It's like you oh. like set him up for that, Jimmer. Man. Ooh. <laughs> well, that, that one's on me, guys. <laughs> All right, we also talked about the best wrestling reveals in wrestling history. What, what did that revolve around? Like, it's me, Austin, it's me type thing? or It was me all uh, along! I, yeah, I think that was more generic. Just reveals in general. Maybe. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's a great example. Presenting new titles or something? or Yeah, so what would be, I guess one of the most recent big reveals would be the would be the the women's tag team titles. A year too late. Yeah. I guess that's a reveal. <laughs> if you want to call that. I don't know. I'm, I'm are, those, are those crickets? I'm scrunching my face right now. Oh, man. Episode 24, we talked about the greatest anti-heroes in the history of professional wrestling. We almost had another one, but she quickly died down. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We're supposed to talk about today's. And uh, is Becky Lynch still in that uh, No. In that list? No. Is Kevin Owens going to be an anti-hero? We don't know. Uh, no. No. No, no, no. No. I wonder what he's going to be. We don't know. <laughs> Only time will tell. Time is the anti-hero. Only time, <laughs> time and repetition. Ladies and gentlemen, time. <laughs> Boo! That was Vader's tag team partner. Kept T- saying, it's time. Oh, it's yeah. Time. <laughs> it's Vader and time. <laughs> Those are team names. And was silent. <laughs> and never got the big push he was like, always thought he would. Yeah. T- He's like a Spike Dudley. <laughs> wonder why you never mentioned him in the uh, not big turns. Oh, yeah. I think that was actually, wasn't that one of the biggest reveals? I think so. As well, yeah, it's time. Vader Vader revealed time. That'd be a good kayfabe article. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 25, another another huge one for us. Uh, John Jones' victory over Daniel Cormier at UFC 214 we talked about. Yeah, and it turns out he was all drugged up and got that revoked. Yeah, like a couple days, like a week later, we, or not even, John Jones was stripped and, uh, Banned <laughs> from the UFC after that. Him and the, him and the Undertaker just taking all their clothes off. <laughs> the mind was still sleeping. 
He, he loves UFC so much. He's got his tattooed on, on his nipples. What? I don't think so. Brock Lesnar. Next up, we also had greatest returns in the history of WWE. Yes, we also talked about that. Can you think of any any recent ones? Any recent? Re- well, I guess Roman. Four months. A whole four months. You know what? Jeff Jarrett was pretty crazy at the Royal Rumble. At the Rumble? Two. That's funny, actually. I was not expecting it. I certainly didn't need to see it. No. Though, right? It was pretty pretty amazing. Never thought. Yeah, you never thought you'd ever see it. Amazing is not the <laughs> word I'd use. <laughs> it's a... Hmm. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'd use amazing, actually. That was a... It was moment. interesting at best. That was... Really? Okay. <laughs> I like how one's like amazing and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, episode 26. I was not part of this one. But we, we talked about uh, the Dream 40-Man Royal Rumble. Oh, Is this wow. the one where you and I were trading? Trading? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we had the scratch pads, each of us. That's right. And we Pencil had... Li- paper people. We had listed 40 each of our, uh, our of our greatest and we had to go one at a time back and forth and and agree upon a co greatest 40 man royal yeah. rumble if they are uh they're they uh, if they deserve to be in it or not that's right mine was kind of like historical yeah yours sucked. based on winners mine was the best and yours was kind of your dream ones which was what we were supposed to do well so we were both right book in the territory <laughs> that's right but I think our, our, our list, our merged list, was pretty good. In it the was end. good. It's very good. Um, for some reason, we rekindled memories of John Cena versus Brock Lesnar for the that was the squash match from I think like what was 2014, that? 2014 SummerSlam 2014. There's a reason why we did this. Was it because it was just simply a, th- a three year old pay per view? Like the the pay per view is the same pay per view that was coming up. Yeah, because we, summer, all, we, we also did our SummerSlam 2017 predictions. Right. So, I guess so it, that's was, why it was we a match. About it. Yeah. yeah, okay. And it was interesting to see John Cena get obliterated in a match. Yeah. Which he did. Never thought you'd ever see it coming. Never thought no. you'd ever see it. And they still talk about that to this day. Yeah. About how Brock destroyed him. Yeah. The following week on episode 27, we <laughs> talked about John Jones' <laughs> failed drug test. <laughs> what actually happened, folks? Yeah, he was hopped up on uh, on uh, Tylenol and uppers. <laughs> Whacked out on wowie sauce. <laughs> Whoa! We also talked about Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Facts. <laughs> and predictions. <laughs> we, predicted the, we predicted it as well. The outcome? What kind of facts would we have uh, <laughs> talked about, I suppose? Conor McGregor's Irish. Floyd Mayweather is a lot of money. The yeah. The end. Floyd, Mether, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather has more money than some countries. I like how you almost said Floyd Mether. Floyd Mether. Hey, Floyd Mether! What's going on, Floyd Mether? <laughs> Anyways. And then we reviewed uh, SummerSlam 2017. So, uh, yeah. I don't. What was the main event of that one? Did we know? We remember? don't know! Was it that Fatal 4-Way? It was, actually. That was a great match. I remember that one. That was the Fatal 4-Way. So it was uh, Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. And yeah. Joe Roman Lesnar Strowman. Roman, yeah. Joe Roman Lesnar Strowman. Was that the one where Strowman threw a table on somebody, but then he was like really tired after it? 
Oh yeah, well yeah. He oh, that's where he sat down on the steps <laughs> yeah. on the outside. Yeah. That was that one. I think so. I remember that. He was exhausted. He was like, yeah. he thought he was <sighs> medics were gonna <sighs> come out for a second. Or was that? Or was again. or was that Stroman? Or was that Lesnar Orton? No, no, that was definitely this one. Okay. I think he ran around the ring like three times, hitting people, and then he's like fell. Then he like fell over, or like he sat down. No, when he picked up the t- when he picked up the announce table. And Put it on somebody. Is that what happened? And then he was tired. Oh. Tired, boss. And then he lost Dull, anyway, tired. so it didn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. It was all for naught. Yeah. Uh, okay, so episode 28. Uh, we're continuing on with Floyd and Connor. <laughs> we reviewed that Re- fight. Wow. It. We also talked about John Cena and Roman Reigns breaking the fourth wall on the uh, August 28th for, uh, episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, yes. This is when they were throwing real... Good jabs towards another. Yeah. Actually, they were pretty interesting. Yeah, entertaining at the time. Where uh, John Cena was like, "Yeah, go ahead, wait. You can. Tr- I'll let you. I'll let you see, see if you can remember what you were trying to say." Yeah, I'll get time. Yeah, it was almost burying him. Yeah, good times. It was almost forcing Roman to get better on the microphone. Yeah, didn't work, but eh, what are you gonna do? Well, I think he's actually not too bad right now when he's doing shoot segments. Yeah, when Rains? he's yeah yeah like yeah. just yeah, recently. Got, yeah, it, it, he. You know what I think? When he's talking at the crowd, the thing about it is he does have charisma, he but he can't. He's not the kind of guy that you can just give him lines and say go out there yeah. and 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 recite these lines that we give you. Yeah, you can't, I, he's not that kind no. of performer. He's not an actor. No, right? So I you you know when he goes out there. Um, I think if you gave him point form, say, "Hey, you know what? You got to make the hit these points and just let him talk." Yeah. I think he's gonna. I think he'll be a lot better. I also think the crowd will respond better to him long term if he conti- if he if he continues in that vein. That's true too. Yeah. You know because you can see right through it. Yeah. Sure. When he's trying to recite these lines, you can tell he's just trying to remember it. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and then it just come it comes off. Forced, yeah, right, and that's the biggest criticism of Roman Reigns over the past five years is that everything about him is just feels forced. For full sure. of baloney, yeah, full of baloney. Oh, this one's good. The Episode next one, twenty nine. Which active wrestlers in NXT would we like to see moved over to Raw and SmackDown? <laughs> Holy cow! And well, who would you like to see them face off it's against? It's like they're listening to us. <laughs> they as in us. <laughs> Man, I don't remember. At this stage, no one because they've abused. All four of the guys they moved over. Ciampa, Gargano, Black, Ricochet. and Ricochet. Yep. Dunzo. Dunzo. So do we want to see anyone moved over? Not really. At the moment, no. At the moment, no. 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 Shayna Baszler would be fun. Yeah, yes. maybe Baszler. If they don't, abu- if they don't abuse her. That's the thing, though, right? Yeah, same with Velveteen Dream. Like, I would love to see him get called up, but at oh. the same time. He's, he's, he's going gonna to be happen. so destroyed when he moves over. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. Just yeah. all these stupid backstage, yeah. Yeah, need to leave him there for, a, I'd say, another year. Do you think when Matt Riddle finally moves over in a year or or so, do you think they're going to push him to the, the moon or just bury the crap out of him too? Because he comes things. from UFC, so they they love this guy. I think they see big things in him. Yeah, so. his his promos need to improve drastically. Well, you know what he says? What he said in interviews? He said he wants to be the one to retire Brock Lesnar. Okay. So. I think Lesnar will be gone before he gets over to the main roster, but all right. Uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe they can send Lesnar down to NXT. It'd be very interesting to see them go... <laughs> 205 Live. 
with Brock Lesnar. Bro, oh, 205 Live. What is that? That's called that's called dinner. He's just arm wrestling from outside of the ring. Yeah, his arm, his <laughs> arms ah, his are arms like 205. Are 205? <laughs> 100 pound arms each. Man, and then episode 30, we uh, actually gave thumbs up or thumbs down to the entire Raw and SmackDown rosters. <laughs> And we continue to give thumbs down. Honestly, how many would get thumbs up? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Now there are lots of thumbs down. That'd be down. so interesting. And we got a carpal like... tunnel with our thumbs. Yeah. All right. Episode 31. This was an interesting one. Does Ken Shamrock belong in the Hall of Fame? I still think he does. Yeah, totally. I think he does, yeah. I think at the time, I I believe I probably was the odd man out. But I... I especially with... Uh, with, with some of the folks in the Hall of Fame. Um, like who? <laughs> <laughs> the measuring stick godfather? No, I was going, to, I was going with Tori Wilson now. Oh, yeah. But um, especially with, with, uh, with them, Ken Shamrock deserves to be in there. But even, you know, even, without, even without that, I think he deserves a spot. Sweet. Episode 32. We did a review of the September 24th, 2017 edition of No Mercy. Wow, that to me, that was brutal. They killed two big matches in that one. They killed John Cena and Roman Reigns. They threw that on that card. Random match on on no mercy of all pay per views, yeah. and they uh, they they hot shotted Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. Basically killed Strowman. And ki- basically killed Strowman. For me, I feel Strowman is still not recovered. Was that the mat? Was that the match though? That um, like uh. Uh, Strowman stiffed him, so then no. Lesnar came back with like a fury of punches. And just... No, that was a that was a match. I think that was at the Royal Rumble last year. Okay, yeah, yeah. He hit him with a he was hitting hit him with a couple of knees, and uh, Lesnar took exception. to Yeah, that he was just not and, having and just it. gave him a couple of potatoes. Made him humble. <laughs> okay, episode thirty three was a review of the October eighth, twenty seventeen edition of Hell in a Cell. Why were they so close? Oh, they do this all the wow, time. Wow, really? Yeah, it's like two weeks. Oh, that's because of the Raw and SmackDown brands. That's why. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's when they were their own shows. Yeah, exactly. Episode 34, we talked about 10 ways the WWE can fix their broken face and heel alignment system. Wow. Uh, no, there's no way to fix it. They weren't listening, obviously. It's, it's, more, listening. it's probably more broken than ever in regards to this. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's repairable at this stage in the game. No. Dunzo. Uh, episode 35, we talked about, uh, or rather we reviewed uh, TLC from 2017. My goodness. Oh, my. Was that the, the hour-long main event match, or was that a different one? I don't, couldn't even tell you. That's one of my least favorite pay-per-views of the year. TLC? TLC. Yeah, I don't look for it. Fastlane's one of them. <laughs> TLC. Uh, you don't need it. Yeah, I think that was no. Maybe that, that was maybe that might have been a TLC eighteen, where it was they, the the TLC match wasn't even a TLC match. It was a TLC remember. match, but no, that was that was a different one. I think yeah. that was eighteen. Anyway, don't go chasing waterfalls. That has nothing to do with TLC. <laughs> that was that was the group TLC. I oh, know. I know. Episode thirty six. We talked about the most shocking releases and departures. In WWE history. The list keeps growing. I was shocked with Ty Dillinger. 
Yeah, I guess there was a couple of releases recently. I wasn't yeah, shocked, I wasn't that, shocked at all. Who else was released? Tommy. I was shocked about that. They Tommy asked Dreamer? for their releases. Itami. Oh, Let's bust me. Yes. <laughs> at least you got one more in there. Um, yeah, and then, well, I guess TJP, we hadn't even heard about him yeah. being released. He was surprised, too. I guess he was yeah. a bit of a surprise. It was a surprise to him, too. Apparently, it was punishment for something, but I just don't know what. I think what? it was difficult. Yeah, okay. Stubborn? Yeah. Stubborn like the old mule? Apparently, like, hanging out with the ladies. Really? As friends. Not completely, like, platonic or yeah. non-platonic. Not platonic. Okay. Yeah. But, I don't know, rub people the wrong way. Oh, Okay. Just See, a... that's a problem. He was rubbing people the wrong way. <laughs> uh, yeah, episode 37, we got to be on. a genie in the bottle. got to rub him the right way. Oh, that's, uh, there you go. There you go. 37, we talked about the greatest gimmicks, sorry, gimmick changes and repackaging in WWE history. Has there been any recently? Dean Ambrose turning into Bane. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just going to say Ambrose is terrible repackaging. <laughs> With, with his siren. <laughs> and the jacket and the mask, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's heel turn. Like, for somebody who was the most over babyface at the time, I think this is something pretty refreshing that's given him some new life because he was getting kind of stale. Yeah, yes, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah. I would agree with that, for sure. How about uh, Rowan from Bludgeon Brother Rowan <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Planet's Champion's Bodyguard? wears a lot of band t-shirts <laughs> how about aj styles from oh wait nothing has changed with aj styles i think he needs a repackage yeah big time i think we talked about if, if memory serves probably one of the greatest repackaging of all time was uh jbl oh that that was an intense repackage yeah and yeah, yeah. jay you were a huge jbl fan oh yeah <laughs> you you loved that one He's the second best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his remark. I loved his remark. Uh, there has been there have been no attacks on in this on this country since I've been champion. Yeah, that's the greatest <laughs> remark ever. Oh, and I guess Undertaker would be a great example when he became the American badass. Yeah, that was a whole different repackage right there. Rocker yeah. Sean to Heartbreak Kid Sean. Uh, I guess yeah yeah, fairly aggressive. Yeah, um, crow sting, stinger to crow, surfer sting to crow sting. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was That'd that. Be a good one. That was drastic for sure. Yeah. Yep. Would you say ringmaster to stone cold, or that was too subtle? Uh, yeah, it no, was, I don't. I, too, yeah. yeah, it was kind of subtle. Yeah, it wasn't. It was on your face. What's that? Was it in was your face? Right. Wild man, Mark Merrow to marvelous Mark. Merrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say that I loved the TKO. His finishing move. There's another tub of weed blowing by. How about Shelton, Shelton Benjamin when he wore shorts and now he wears pants? How more more pants. Yeah, he is now. Oh, don't didn't even know. Do you remember with the Miz when he used to wear like those big parachute shorts or whatever? Oh yes, They're, like, yes. Designer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, then he started wearing the short shorts because Vince thought he had great legs. <laughs> Wasn't that? Wow. No, that was Jericho. <laughs> yeah, no, he said to Jericho that he had great legs. No, that was the Miz. Really? The Miz too, both of them, I think. Both of them? Okay. Too? Maybe he just or likes Jericho legs. Switched. Jericho switched. Man. He's like, been hiding those legs for me for all these years, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to lo- I used to be a big fan of sweet Samoan ass. Oh, no. <laughs> but, now, 
And now I love those legs. Sweet Canadian legs. Yes. Gross. <laughs> Just drooling. Oh. The dimplier the better. All right. Episode 38, we talked about the 20th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. No, no more. Don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I think that's that's probably one of the topics that's probably been talked about, like, at oh, nauseum. Off air, yeah. we were just talking about... Uh, ad nauseum, not at. Sean and Brett, when they, they had their interview with JR there a few years back, and they went right all along, right over that entirely, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it probably is the most talked about. What would you say, uh, subject in WWE history? I would Pro say res- so. professional, professional wrestling history. Wrestling history yeah. Canadian history. Canadian history, right? <laughs> yep. Today in school, we will be learning about the Montreal screw job. <laughs> we're gonna be in history class. We're social about. studies, algebra. We're gonna learn a little bit of calculus, and oh, uh, we're gonna talk about the uh, Montreal screw job fractions everyone we also gave our predictions on uh, survivor series from 2017 um and then episode 39 we reviewed survivor series 2017 <laughs> oh the reviews and the predictions are getting more thorough episode 40 that i was not at this one actually but tis the season to be nice the boys here had to say something nice and only nice about every member of the Raw and SmackDown roster. I feel that was a chore. It was very difficult, and we recently tweaked it, and we did something similar. What would you say, about 10 episodes again ago? You and I? Did we? Yeah, it was Tis the Season. It was even your idea, Mind. Was well, it? I think it, was, it was, we'll get to it. It was called, like, a Nice Year's Eve or something That's like right. that. Nice Year's Revolution or something? Yeah. Something like that. We'll get to it. Some fun. But yeah, we had to say something nice about every wrestler... And um, it'd be even more difficult down. nowadays to yeah. do that. It was, yeah, it was on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Episode forty-one, we talk about we talked about uh, pro wrestling's current overuse of spots throughout matches, and how storytelling in the ring has largely taken a back seat. Oh, it's worse than ever. You're seeing super kicks every uh, every two minutes in matches now. Nothing, nothing is changing. So, high flying moves mean absolutely nothing. Nothing. Suicide dives, pushes, and I, and I think that's the that it's the biggest problem is that, um, yeah, like no no moves really mean anything anymore, yeah. right? Would you agree with that, Jay? A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially when you're seeing a lot of the same matches and it's just the same moves, there is no emotional connection to any of it. You really need a story throughout the match to keep people hooked and wanting to see the rest of it. Yeah, I think the best example of probably a, st- a story being told in the ring. Was probably um, at uh, Jay Walker versus Kevin O'Doyle. Yes, <laughs> I w- yes. Besides that, of besides course. Besides that, that's my number one. Yeah. Number number two, which is a distant number two, by the way. Yes. <laughs> uh, was at the end of the uh, Hell in the Cell when it was just Kofi and Don Daniel Bryan. Elimination Chamber. In Elimination yeah. Chamber. I'm sorry. Yes. What did I say? Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I had Hell in the Cell in the brain for some reason. But uh, yeah, I thought they I thought they told a really good story, just at the end there. Um, yeah. So, and then we also uh, yeah. So myself and the mind we uh, we went to uh, PCW Homecoming back in November of 2017. That was a good show. It was fun. That was fun. Who'd you, uh, who'd you wrestle, uh, Jay, on that show? 
Were you wrestling? That was a triple threat match. You did a triple threat uh, match there. Yeah, it was really good. Myself, Scott Justice, and Alex Vanna. Yeah. That was your return from a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's when I turned babyface. I just sort of showed up, and everybody's like, oh, cool, Jay's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Um, my, uh, one memory I have from that was, uh, when they, when they brought out the, the, the Lego. Yeah. Instead of thumbtacks, brought out the Lego. My goodness, that must have hurt. And somebody brought out, uh, instead of thumbtacks, marshmallows? Oh, yeah, Mar- yeah, Kenny. They brought out marshmallows. <laughs> we had to buy a new ring canvas after that. Oh, man. <laughs> At the 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 uh, they they had a battle royal in that match afterwards, yep. and I remember this one guy, this bigger guy, running to the ring as he was coming out, and he and he he was gonna slide in, I guess, and he took one look at the ring, and he's he could you could just see the disgust on his face. <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody must have got new must have had to get like new boots or like worked really hard to wash their boots. Yeah, I think it was a lot of washing going on. Covered yeah. in marshmallows and Legos. That was that was one of those things I'm <laughs> sure was uh sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Episode forty two, we fantasy booked the next Raw and SmackDown pay per views. Remember what those were? <laughs> let's, wow. let's move right along. Okay. I think that was the mind's idea, by the way. Just just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> Just, just throw the mind under the bus. You know what? I'll bet episode 42 was awesome. If we could remember it. Well, the word it'd be fantasy awesome. was involved, so it was definitely the mind. If you want to listen to it, you can at <laughs> listennotes.com, where you can catch all 100 episodes of the RGW podcast, including episode 42. That's Correct. right. There you go. That's just it, all, all 42 episodes. <laughs> episode 43, we talked about uh, Don Callis and Scott Demore. I almost said Scott Callis and Don Demore. <laughs> Secret lovers. <laughs> they were just like it was like they they merged like uh, oh no, like Goku and Vegeta, an entity. It's uh, Scott Callus, just one blob. <laughs> they're dog. They're docking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, they were both named executive vice I don't even presidents know what that means. of Impact Wrestling. We'll explain it off air. <laughs> this podcast is not rated R. <laughs> Episode 44 was the 2017 RG. Yeah, our year yeah. end awards. Always my favorites. That was a good time. I like that one. Yeah, the awards. Episode 45, we had another fantasy the dream 30 women's Royal Rumble. It was actually fun. It was, I think it was you and I mind doing this. Probably, yeah. And actually this was fun because the the women's Rumble hadn't occurred yet. No, I think it was about to. I think it was the hot off the heels of the announcement. Okay, yeah. It would have been. Makes a, sense. I'm sure that this, the timing sounds right. And if... and if uh, They had that match, I think, on TV today because it was International Women's Day today. Nah. <laughs> no, did. I think they did. They, they did have Oh, you meant on the network? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had it on television. <laughs> And I was like, why are you saying nah? What it you, happened. What are you nagging about? Nah. Actually, probably most of the dream women we probably had, besides the ones that aren't we with pr- us anymore, are probably we were, in it. I think we were pretty bang on, actually. Yeah. It was like, we just started naming all of the, uh, well, just all of the women. <laughs> that ever existed. Yeah. No, I think we had a couple of, yeah. you know, Moolah and stuff were in there, and 
they certainly weren't in this one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it was a dream role, right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next up, uh, episode 46, Can't Have an Argies Without the Razzies. I know. The worst of 2017. We did the Argies, and I just felt like we had to get something off our back. There was something missing. Negativity! (laughs) Episode 47. Oh, boy. We, uh... Took a took a uh, trip in the Wayback Machine, and we all watched the 1992 Royal Rumble, and we reviewed it one by one. Every entrant we That's talked about. That's right. It. That was a long one. I loved it. You loved every minute of it. One of my favorite episodes. This was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I think we just reviewed the Rumble, though. We didn't review any other matches. No, I, I think I did list off all the other matches. I'm sure we listed them, but I don't yeah. think we really talked about them. Because well, no. none of us actually went back and watched them. No, we just watched the Rumble. That's yeah, right. just the Rumble. Just the Rumble. Well, it, was for the, it was for the WWF Championship, yep. so. Episode 48, we had a real Royal Rumble stuff happening here. It was the 2018 Royal Rumble Predictions. Were we right? Were we wrong? Uh, Right! We were right. I think we were right. I think we even guessed all 30 entrants yep. in order. Yeah, we guessed who was number one, number two, number three, and so forth. Yes, that's how numbers go. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They really do. Mind blown. It's interesting how they're so sequential like that. Speaking of which, episode 49. Ooh, next. Whoa, this is amazing. Let me guess. Did we review the Royal Rumble? We most certainly did. <laughs> Did we like it? Did we hate it? We kind of liked it. It was one of those things. Yep. Who won that one? Shinsuke Nakamura. Eh, it was all right. You did predict that one, though. Yes. I think you did. Actually, I predicted both winners. I said it was the year of Japan. Oh, yeah. And Asuka won as well. Except they... Well, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 50. We're at the halfway point this time, folks. Monumental. We had our interview with the social media superstar, Jay Walker. His first appearance on the show. First of many. Three. (laughs) First of three. His his unofficial status went to official status. A friend of the show. Yes. Next up, episode 51, we analyzed the current state of the WB singles competitors. Who was fully established, who was semi-established, Who's currently being pushed? Who's underutilized? And who has the WWE given up on? Wow, that's uh, that's some, a lot to take in some. for the current state. Did we go through the entire roster? I'm not quite sure. No, I think we just had a, a small list per per group. Mm. Probably yes. That sounds about right. A handful. Fifty number episode fifty two, the 2018 Elimination Chamber review. Did we like it? Did we hate it? Episode 53, we reviewed the 2018 Hall of Fame inductees. Was the list completed? Maybe. Maybe not. Not sure. We also had our 2018 Fastlane predictions. How timely. And they're so, like, again, look how close they are together. We reviewed Elimination Chamber, and then the very following week... We were uh, predicting fast predicting lane. And, that's, and I think that's the reason why they merged these Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views. Yeah. It was getting ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Totally. Episode 54, good and bad memories from past WrestleManias. Hmm. Well, we have a lot currently. Yeah, I think the whole WrestleMania 34 besides one or two was probably 
bad. Well, even like a lot of Taker matches now are are, are bad, yeah, right? Like bad. Taker versus Triple H, for yeah. example, uh, one of the many. Not not a good memory. Wait, Taker. Versus oh, sorry, Ro- Roman. My apologies, yeah, Roman Taker versus Roman. Yeah. yeah, Taker Taker Triple H were amazing. Yeah, the, the whole yeah. the whole will they won't they of Cena Undertaker at thirty four only to have a, like a two minute squash. That was test. terrible too. That yeah. was insulting. Yeah, that was insulting. Good word for it. Didn't we, need to happen. Nope. We also uh, reviewed twenty eighteen Fast Lane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it fast? Did it stay in their lane? We'll see. Episode fifty five. Now that Daniel Bryan has been cleared to wrestle, wow. who in the WWE would you like him to face in the upcoming future? Kofi. Kofi. <laughs> yeah, if we bring it now, yeah. But we've seen yeah. him face, we saw him fight The Miz. Yeah. We saw a little late, a lot late. Should have fought him right at the beginning. I certainly do not think that we said, man, I sure hope he faces Big Cass. <laughs> yeah. And that's who they put him up against immediately. Ugh. To be fair, he won. Uh, we had also discussed Mark Henry's induction to the Hall of Fame, class of 2018. Which they recently had I guess that was the newest one, because on. first of all, we uh, previewed all we reviewed all the inductions, but I guess there was one more! Or, actually, we, just, yeah. or we just no, really loved Mark Henry at the Actually, time. that was one of... I think Mark Henry was, um, was out... He wasn't... Uh, I didn't think we saw it coming. That was a bit Maybe. of a surprise. Maybe. So yeah, we yeah. ended up including him later on yeah. and talking about him all We along. also reviewed the ultimate deletion. Oh, my. Was, yeah, From be, March 19th, 2018. Right. That was, was Bray. Raw. That was Bray Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy at the Hardy Compound. Yeah. Jay's never, favorite. Never thought we'd ever see it. We saw it. That was fun. It was I actually fun. enjoyed that one. Yep. Episode 56, Who's Left? Not who's next, who's left for John Cena at WrestleMania 34. And now we could we could say right now, really no one, because nope. he's pretty much a part-timer at best now. Yeah, we might not even be at WrestleMania 35. You might take There's on Samoa chance. Joe, is one of the rumors. Will that happen? I'd like to see. I'd like to see him fight uh, his uh, his ho- his uh, longtime idol, the person that idols him the most, <coughs> Archer. Okay. Yep. Yeah, R-Truth versus John Cena for yep. sure. Good friends, better enemies. Next up, episode 57, a review of WrestleMania 34 with friend of the show, Miguel, who attended the event live. Yeah, that was crazy. As soon as he found out that Goldberg was going to be in the Hall of Fame, because he absolutely loves Goldberg, this guy, he uh, he's like, who who's, wants to go to Mania? We're like, um... It's kind of New Orleans. In New Orleans, and he's and then the next thing you know, got my tickets. Yeah. What do you mean you got your tickets? I'm going to the Hall of Fame, guys. Oh yeah, and I might check out WrestleMania while I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. Can't was, w- can't wait to see him in his blue rubberized suit, <laughs> yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> next week, episode fifty-eight, we discussed the Superstar Shake-Up. From April 16th, 2018th, version of a Raw. That one was disappointing. I think it was. Shake-up. I think it was. I'm sure it was. Yeah, it sounded really. Uh, next up, episode 59. What factors does the WB truly take into account when deciding to move a wrestler up from NXT to either 205 Live, SmackDown, or Raw? As we can tell, nothing. I don't nothing. think there's any, there's any rhyme or reason. What was, that? What was that, Jay? Ratings or ratings. Two companies sprouting yeah. 
Reason. Yeah, but why, why did Samoa... Why did, Reasons. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just some people that they brought over uh, from NXT that just make no sense. Uh, I don't know. Like, heavy machinery? Like, why? Congo dancing individuals? Yeah, that... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> heavy next, machinery. Next up, episode 60, we reviewed The Greatest Royal Rumble. I like the greatest Royal Rumble. Jericho literally got a dump truck full of money yep. sent to his house for this one. $100,000 for four minutes. Nice. Not bad. Sweet action. I'll That's take good. it. That's a good deal. Daniel Bryan got his, uh, I think it was our cover for that episode, Daniel Bryan got his uh, chest turned into ground beef. Mm. Oh, yes. Yummy. Next up, episode 61, we reviewed Backlash, or we called it Backtrash. That was garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. I like to say it was stinky episode 61 uh part one of two oh, 62 Carter. episode 62 that is that was yep uh name 15 to 25 members of the active ron smackdown rosters who you foresee retiring slash leaving the company within the next 10 years My goodness. <laughs> that's pretty deep damn son <laughs> You just have to grab the oldest guy. What's their ages? And then just narrow them down. Although there's probably a lot of guys who we never thought would leave, and they left, and they're gone. Yeah, but there's people like, like Shelton. They'll be gone in, in, in that amount of time and whatnot. But so. guys that are like probably like leaving, retiring slash leaving. Like you're talking about retiring. Yeah. Like there's guys that left, straight up left, who we probably never thought would, would be on that list. True. I didn't think Neville would have left. But he did. Yeah, I didn't think Sean Spears slash Ty Dillinger would leave, but he left. I thought he would run it out, but nope, he didn't. He took the high road. Good for him. Yeah, I'm actually surprised about that one, too. Uh, next up, episode 63, part two. Uh, name 15 to 25 members of the active Raw and SmackDown rosters whom you foresee still being with the company or possibly even the top of the company. <laughs> top of the pops. Top of the pops. Hard to say. Hard to say. You know, I never thought we'd see Daniel Bryan as champion again. I'm kind of surprised about that. So am I. So am I. Yeah, it just seems like they've always kind of pushed the shield guys yeah. for the most part. Yeah. All three of them. And, I mean, like like Kofi Kingston. I, I love Kofi Kingston. I'm predicting him to win every Royal Rumble, but I seriously never thought he'd be in the, in the spot that he is in right now. I still think he's going to get screwed over. I don't you think, think so? I don't think they're going to. No. It seems too good to be true. I hope he gets it. Yeah. I really do. But I think... It's too good to be true. Like, they're talking to main, him main eventing, or, well, I mean, not main eventing, but title match for WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be surprised if we, that, that, that happens, and if it does, I'd be even more surprised if he won. Yeah. And if he does win, well, good for him. No I'm kidding. happy for yeah. him. Uh, episode 64, who, benefit, who did benefit from long-term and did not benefit from past Money in the Bank victories? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Benefited yeah. The I think we went Canyon, over. Apparently. I think we yeah we went over every Money in the Bank on that. Yeah, we did. To see yeah I think Edge is a certainly was a beneficiary of his yeah. win. You know who didn't benefit? Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, that was hot garbage. Well, that was a, that was such a waste. Oh, wasn't there also who was the one that was the the educated one? There? Oh, Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow. Yeah, that yeah. did no, he, not work out. He got nope. nothing. I mean, Swaggy Jack, he got it too. And he was he was, he, didn't, he was terrible. Yeah, but he won the world championship, right? Didn't benefit him. At all. Yeah, no, he, he did nothing. He, he did it like right after WrestleMania too. I think. Yeah, I think so. Push failed. I think they. I think I read recently that they just told him that day, okay, you're you're getting the money in the bank in, 
And then Jericho was really really pissed at him or something. Mm. Like, don't screw it up. Oh, wow. Ring veteran Chris Jericho. Yep. Telling what's what to Swaggy Jack. That's right. Getting Swaggy Jack the business. <laughs> Episode 65. What does the future have in store for CM Punk? Nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. Being the husband of an author. <laughs> no, he also does the play-by-play for, I think, um, that uh, it's kind of like Netflix's version of the American Ninja Warrior. Really? Oh, yeah. He's involved in that. Really? The Netflix version? Yeah, it's called something else. I can't remember what it's called. But, Guatemalan uh, no, Samurai. No. <laughs> and he did, I think he does something with comic books as well. Yeah, for sure. For he used sure. to write fewer, wrote a couple of Thor episodes. I think that oh. was that was years ago. I don't know. If he yeah, doesn't yeah maybe we haven't heard anything about that since. He so. lost to lost new season. Yeah, I don't know what your writing skills are anymore. <laughs> kind of tanked. Twenty episode sixty six. We reviewed Money in the Bank two thousand eighteen. Is this where this is where Alexa Bliss I think cashed in the same night, right? I'm not I think sure. You're right. Yes. Yeah, I think so you're too. You're correct. You are correct, sir. Ho ho ho. Episode 67, which past champion holders haven't held gold in some time, and do you foresee them winning another belt in the future and gaining a comeback? I'm pretty sure you guys mentioned Daniel Bryan, and I'm pretty sure I shot you down, said that I do not see Daniel Bryan ever being champion <laughs> again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Wow, okay, because I don't think I'd ever, I don't, I don't think I realistically thought he'd held, he'd held it again. No. Uh, who else? It's kind of it. Yeah. Seth Rollins, I wasn't sure. I right. think I think that Seth Rollins, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think that was one of the. We're like. I think I right? said I said yes to Seth. Okay, but, but it certainly has been a long time. Yeah, and when but but like right now we're pretty sure he's winning. We're not really sure if he's gonna win. Who knows? Brock Lesnar matches themselves are, are unpredictable. Yeah. So. Did, yeah. Did we ever expect Brock to win back the title after he lost it to Roman? Yeah. Reigns? Right. Hey, yeah. yeah. We thought he was done. <laughs> like, why bother? Like okay, now he's going to fight that old that other guy and that other thing that's not wrestling. <laughs> uh, so episode sixty-eight. What moments in wrestling history caused you to nearly stop watching professional wrestling for good? The entire year of two thousand eighteen and almost <laughs> nine two thousand nineteen. It's uh, it's getting there. We're getting close, folks. Uh, episode sixty-nine. Extreme Rules 2018 <laughs> pay-per-view predictions. <laughs> Were they extreme enough for you folks? Don't no, really? no, because we can't remember a thing. We also discussed the fallout from UFC 226. What was that? Do you remember? What was UFC 226? Oh, was that, was that Cormier? Yeah. That was... Was that John Jones and Cormier again? Uh, yeah, I think it was. It's hard to say. Oh, no, that was... Uh, wasn't that Cormier and Lesnar? Lesnar pushed him? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's... Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, Cormier. Who did he beat there? So Cormier beat... Miochik. Stipe. Yeah. Stipe. And then Lesnar came in the octagon... Pushed and him. pushed Cormier in a very... Rough manner. Yeah. Predictable manner. Or what would you say? Uh, manufactured, almost. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Discussed that. Yep. Oh, what was that? Oh, I fell sleeping. asleep. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Episode 70... We discussed Hulk Hogan's reinstatement into the WWE Hall of Fame. Hey, Jay, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> Big Hogan fan, are you? 
He loves Hogan. What's that, Jay? You are? Okay, good. That's my comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done, sir. Uh, we also discussed the rev- we also reviewed uh, the 2018 Extreme Rules. Did we find it extreme enough? Probably not. <laughs> episode 71. That was my favorite episode, though, seriously. That was? No, I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, too. He's so gullible. Jay approved. 71. We discussed the further plans for the Women's Evolution pay-per-view. Will it or won't it? Did. It was actually pretty good. Uh, 72. I think I was actually the... I classified that as the pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. The evolution, yeah. Yeah. On the RGs. This was this was actually a this was actually a couple of months before the Evolution pay-per-view. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Evolution was in October, and we're, we're as we're getting down, I think we're only into like August. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moving right along. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you're right. We're into. No, we're no, we're not August. No. No. Because coming down next up, we've got episode seventy-one. Another fantasy booking by the mind and E-Rock. It's Brawl for All 2018. Oh, that was, that was big when we had the, the random number generator. Yeah. The name generator. Did we put every person, I think we every person on the roster, every person on the main roster. Yeah, and we did a, a random generator, and then we did a tournament with whoever was picked in the particular order, and then we picked from a shoot perspective who would win each match. Yeah. And then we put them against each other again in that order and so forth. And uh, then episode 73, we continued on because the bracket was that large. Yep. And the winner of the brawl for all, the RGW brawl for all, <laughs> in Leo Rush's voice. Bobby Lashley, <laughs> you won the brawl for all. I forgot it was Lashley, too. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that, too. Yeah. What did you think about? Oh, we all thought it was going to be Lesnar. I think we just thought it was going to be Lesnar. <laughs> but Lesnar lost. He lost. He lost in the semis, I think. I don't remember who he fought. Oh, I think he fought uh, Bobby Lashley. You think he fought Bobby Lashley? No. Who did he no, have, I couldn't have Who would he have fought that he would have lost to? Maybe, like, Taker Jericho or, or Roman or... Yeah, dude, Jericho. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Oh, I think it was someone legit that... Like, someone legit in the back... Booker, maybe? Was it Booker? I don't think he yeah. lost to Booker. Booker's crazy. No, no offense to Booker. I'm sure he's great, but... Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I can't recall. We have to go back. Yeah, we have to go back and look it up, folks. Go back and look it up. On? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Ooh, though, it's not calm. Episode 74, we, took, we uh, predicted NXT TakeOver Brooklyn... And SummerSlam. Episode 75, we reviewed TakeOver Brooklyn and SummerSlam. Good follow-up. <laughs> well done, I'd say. 70, episode 76, the best of Mick Foley. Ooh. I guess he was, uh, this, was this when he was, uh, yeah. He was going to be he was going to be in Winnipeg the following week. That's right, doing his, uh, the 20 Years of Hell tour. That's right, so we, disca- we decided that. We're going to chat about Mick Foley, about his career. That's right. The best of times and the blurst of times. Lots of blurst. Yep. Episode 77, thoughts on the new and improved Becky Lynch. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. 
And we also reviewed Mick Foley's 20 Years in Hell concert series from Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg, Manitoba. That was good. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was fun. And I, it was kind of fun, funny that uh, on the WWE Network, it was basically the same thing for the most part. Yeah, it was really good. I liked that a lot. I, didn't, I actually didn't go to the uh, the, the comedy That's club, right. but I saw, saw the, the, one uh, on the network. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Jay, you were with us at the comedy club. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. With yeah. your enormous wing and nacho platter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the nacho platter at Rumors massive massive absolutely massive me and another one of our friends shared it and i don't even think we i don't even know if we could finish it which was i uh, pretty unbelievable it's because your panties were uh tied in a bunch Ouch. oh <laughs> wow shots fired on international women's day actually it's after midnight now we're we're fine yeah <laughs> Get out of here, women! Back to the kitchen. Oh, oh my! Oh, oh, oh man! Brutal! <laughs> Episode 78! We uh, predicted tw- the, the, 20, the 2018 Hell in the Cell! Was it Hell? Was it in a cell? We're gonna go with yes. It was that. And it rhymed. And it rhymed. Heck in a wreck. Episode 79, we reviewed the Hell in a Cell from 2018. Uh, episode 80, the top five favorite and most hated gimmick matches in WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what were some of the worst? What were some of the best? Did Royal Rumbles count? I think they didn't. I think I don't, I don't remember if it counted or not. I'm going to go with no. Probably not. No. But yeah. you can find out if you want to at... Listennotes.com. Right-o. <laughs> Right-o. By the way, uh, going back to the Brawl for All, I think Lesnar fought Drew. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm looking at a picture that you took of the tournament bracket, and it looks like uh, Lesnar oh. fought Drew, and I believe uh, Samoa Joe fought... Uh, Nakamura and Joe won, and then Joe fought Drew. And I'm not sure who won out of Joe and Drew. I'm a little confused here. I think there had to be like a wild card. One of them had to like get a get a <laughs> buy or something. <laughs> I remember I that. Remember. And there was Samoa Joe. Joe got why. the buy. I don't remember why we gave him the buy, but. And yeah, Lashley fought. Uh, I think Orton. <laughs> wow, Orton made it that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Orton. He has good reach, guys. Orton beat Triple H. <laughs> I don't know how that, I don't know how we made that decision. Why not? Yeah, maybe it was just due to his athleticism. The reach, I think, with the reach. The reach, yeah, because we were really delving into the into shoot, yeah, shoot land. Like long if they arm, were little, long arms, yeah, he's and he's lazy. younger, so he's yeah. probably more agile. That's right. Well, but I just forgot to mention that. I think it was Drew McIntyre versus Lesnar, okay. and Drew won because Drew is a pretty beefy big guy. Yeah, so. he is. Like, sorry. Orton's arms are long, but he's not fucking doll seamed. <laughs> it's true. He can't hit you from like a mile away, but. Uh, next... 
<laughs> we should start calling Orton Dalsim. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, 80, episode 81. Uh, we uh, predicted the Super Showdown pay-per-view. Well, that was from Australia, I believe. Yes, the it certainly was. Under, the land down under. That was that was a terrible. That was Jay. I watched that at your house. Super Showdown. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> that's where Shane won that uh, stupid, uh, stupid uh, tournament. No, 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 no that's that not Crown it. Crown Jewel. Crown Royal. Super Showdown. showdown. <laughs> it was actually quite good. Yes. The one in Australia. Yeah. Oh, that's our buddy, that Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah, that was the match of the night. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Yeah, no Where he beat your 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 guy, Cedric Alexander. My guy. <laughs> you say that every Boy. time. Boy. Yeah. Cedric. Uh, next up, episode 82. We reviewed Super Showdown pay-per-view, and we also discussed the follow-up from uh, episode uh, UFC 229, uh, McGregor versus Khabib. Yeah. You sure did. We sure did. Oh, that was the mind's favor right there. He loves those ones. Yeah. Khabib. Just, just Khabib for all those uh, non-UFC fans, including myself, Khabib is first name or last name? That's his first name. That's his first name? His last name is Nurmagomedov. Nope. Nurmagomedov. 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 It's very long. <laughs> the mind's like, I don't want to talk about this. It's just, anymore. it's just weird that we have, we have it in writing, last name versus first name. Kind of like share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, uh, episode eighty. Sorry, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Next up, episode eighty-three. We reviewed SmackDown one thousand, which saw the return of Evolution and the return of Rey Mysterio. Guys, episode one thousand, pretty good, eh? It was good. It was good. That's where uh, Bautista. Ba- Bautista. Had his moment. Yes, right. That's right. Started this whole whatever it is. Yep. He did everything except beat me. But yet Never. he has to get his attention. Yeah. Do I, I have still, your attention I, now, I still, I still don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> do I have your attention? But Triple H didn't beat you. Why do you need his attention? <laughs> don't. Don't argue with me. I'm too mad. Sunglasses are different colors. <laughs> episode 84. A raw talk. It was a raw talk on episode 84. We discussed Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns <laughs> announcing that he's battling leukemia. Why is that? A, why are you talking like that? Leukemia! <laughs> I don't know. It's a crazy enemy of his. Oh, what's his nemesis. Oh, his arch nemesis. He's turning into a 70s radio man. Into a base. Mashy! <laughs> He had to give it the Superman punch. That's more like 30s. And then the spear. And then the drive-by. Yep, good. Get out of here, Lou. <laughs> uh, Dean Ambrose also turned heel on Seth Rollins on that, that night. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, Elias face turned on Baron Corbin, and now we're back to teaming up with him. So, eh. <laughs> Braun Strowman face turned on Paul Heyman and Drew McIntyre. I don't know why he's facing Paul. Why are those two together? <laughs> Paul, Paul and Drew, they're like, <laughs> they're like, uh, might have been Dolphin Drew. They're like B, they're like B poop and B poop and much, much That is true. Paul Heyman and Drew McIntyre, odd combination. You know what? I think no, they were in the. Yeah, I think it was these two. Don't know how it worked out, but it was 
It was what it was. It was what Paul it was. Paul Heyman and Drew McIntyre. Uh, we also uh, discussed uh, uh, predictions for the Evolution pay-per-view, which was coming up. Uh, episode 85, we reviewed <laughs> Evolution. Iraq's pay-per-view of the year. The RGs. And we also predicted Crown Jewel. Episode 86, we reviewed Crown Jewel. Okay, was that the crappy one? <laughs> that was the crappy that one. That was the crappy one. But Jay, you loved that tournament. I did not. You liked the finals. I also hated that... Uh, it, was so, it was so rushed. Brock Lesnar. That's when Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns, right? No. no Brock Lesnar fought, fought oh, Daniel Roman. Bryan. Oh, yeah, Roman Reigns was gone already. Lesnar yeah. versus Daniel Bryan in a terrible match. No, no. no. that Survivor Series, <laughs> my goodness. He, what? Fought, he fought Strowman after uh, oh, that was just terrible. Corbin beat him with the title. It doesn't matter. And gave him, after and like, eight F5s. They're all mingling. Oh, yeah, that was Strowman. They're all turning into one gigantic heap of garbage. Nuts and corn <laughs> everywhere. It's true. Birds were... flying. Uh, 87. Guess who's back? Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Official friend of the show. An, we... A nice even number. Episode 87. We talked with uh, so the social media superstar, Jay Walker. That was after the casket match, right? That's right. I think so. Yes, it was. Uh, we also predicted, gave our predictions for the 2018 Survivor Series. Look at all the pay-per-views. <laughs> They're just everywhere. They're everywhere. Evolution, Crown Jewel, and Survivor Series. I think they were within like they were within five weeks of each other. Make it stop. Make it stop. So bad. I think there was another one as well, man. After Crown Jewel, they came back. Didn't they have another one? Yeah, Survivor Series. A Survivor Series? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Survivor. I think Crown Jewel is like November fourth, and SmackDown one thousand too. Survivor, yes, SmackDown one thousand. Yeah, they're all. Although that wasn't big, a paper. All these no, big shows. but they were pushing it. Yeah, so it was everywhere. That's right. Uh, episode eighty-eight. We reviewed the two thousand eighteen Survivor Series. Heard. <laughs> Number eighty-nine was a rant episode. The dull, repetitive state of the WWE, aka every episode since WWE. We'll get to that uh, later on. Well, whenever they mention WCW, they go like, WCW. It's weird how they talk about it like that. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode 90, The uh, it was a live house show or live event extravaganza in Winnipeg, <laughs> Manitoba. We're and E-Rock and Jimmer were there. We Thro- sure were. Throwing our ads... Our paper ads everywhere and they're getting thrown into the garbage cans. But don't worry, folks, if you think they're contradicting themselves by complaining about WWE and then paying to go, you're wrong because they got these tickets for free. Sure were. That's right. We for- stole them. Free 99, folks. <laughs> we did not steal them for the record. They got them from a friend of a friend of the show. Yes. There we go. We also uh, predicted TLC 2018. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is a gut reaction to every every pay per view. It's <laughs> <laughs> just from the from the bottom of your belly. You're just like, right from the <laughs> right from the gullet. Oh my god! Uh, episode ninety one. We funny. also we discussed the McMahon Ross segment announcing the fans as the new authority. What a freaking joke! No kidding, right? Barfarama. <laughs> uh, that was kind of a face turn for Steph and Triple H, right? 
Because they've been kind of faces since. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they have been kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie. Yeah, she has been. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's yeah. weird to say that, but she'll be always be a heel in my book. Sure. Uh, we also reviewed the 2018 <laughs> TLC pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at episode 92, we had the 2018 Year End Warrant, a.k.a. RGs! Oh, the best of 2018 right the there. The best of 2018. It was hard, but we did it. <laughs> Always fun. Uh, episode 93, we can't have an RGs without... The Razzies! The Razzies. Much the bl- easier. The blurst of the WWE in 2018. Ty Dillinger was in there somewhere. <laughs> Had to have been. Of course. Had to have been. Although, did he show up in 2018? <laughs> Maybe he didn't show up enough to be on there. You'll have to find out on... ListenNotes.com <laughs> Where you can catch all 100 episodes of the RGW Podcast. Goodness. Right. Episode 94, we had our first ever NXT UK takeover. It was Takeover Blackpool, and we reviewed it right here. It's a long name, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. That's right. A lot to say. It's a mouthful. Does it have to be like TakeOver? I guess it does because it's NXT, but... And then like just where they are? (laughs) Pretty much now, yeah. (laughs) I guess so. Remember when they used to be... Remember when the NXT pay-per-view used to be like... I guess maybe they start off as take one... The first one is TakeOver. And then it used to be like Our Evolution. Yeah. And then they had a couple, another couple other names. Yeah. And then they just caught up, <coughs> did it, whatever. Yep. Yep. I think they started with, like with big takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, because it was, oh, we're in Brooklyn now, guys. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's badass. And now, uh, and then pretty much after that, it was all just the city they're in. Yeah. That's where Mojo's from. I don't think so. <laughs> he wishes. Nowheresville. <laughs> Loserville. <laughs> Nowheresville, just, just south of Loserville. <laughs> Welcome to Loserville. Population, you. Just east of Death Valley. <laughs> uh, we also had some New Year's resolutions. Nice Year's resolutions. That's right. That says Nice Year's. Nice Year's. <laughs> I didn't really see that because it's hard to be nice sometimes. Uh, it is. <laughs> Episode 95, we discussed Jericho's jump to AEW. That's all elite wrestling, folks. And his Change the Universe podcast. Yeah, that was the one of the best podcasts I'd heard in a while, and it was just him yakking. Yeah, just talking. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. Just chatting it up. Uh, we also predicted the 2019 Royal Rumble. Did we predict the winners? I think we did. I think yes, we did. by far, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got called Seth for a year. Mm. Yeah, Seth's next. Yeah. Episode 96, we reviewed... The 2019 Royal Rumble. And it was good. It was good. I like the men's and the women's. Gooder. Yeah. It was a gooder. Uh, episode 97, we reviewed Halftime Heat. I like that match. And we also discussed Dean Ambrose's departure and others' desires to leave the WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were quite a few names that were rumored to, rumored to not be happy. That's right. And who knows if they're still happy or not. Well, a couple of them, couple of them on that list for sure are gone. Like, um, Ty Dillinger was on that list. Was Dillinger on the list? I believe at the time Dillinger was on the list. And Hideo Tommy were both on the list. Okay. I I I think I remember, like, Sasha Banks even being on that list. Yeah, she had apparently had a Revival was on that list. Revival was on that list. They were on the list. Yeah. Harper might have been on the list. Who knows? Uh, Next up, we've got a score, uh, an NXT call-up scorecard. 
That was those uh, the six, the NXT six. There was a SmackDown six back in the day. Now there's an NXT six. Yeah, they stink. <laughs> you know what? They've all been getting. I mean, o- completely overshadowed by the other NXT guys that yeah. they brought up, like like Alistair Black and Ricochet. Well, we haven't seen EC3 wrestle since he fought Dean Ambrose. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Uh, Lacey month. Evans just walks to the ring and then walks back. Yeah. Apparently, they want to put. I read an article that they want to push her, but they're trying to make sure that it's the right time because she has everything they want in a wrestler, except they don't feel that she's ready from a wrestling perspective, but that she has everything else they need. <laughs> And it's like what? <laughs> they have everything they want yeah, in a wrestler, ex- except, except, the, except wrestling. the wrestling. And then uh, I think Jr. was directly. This is so weird. Jr. was directly comparing her to Brock Lesnar, because back in the day they didn't feel Brock was ready, but he had everything in the look and the size and whatnot. And uh, Vince wanted to rush him through, and Jr. recommended that they hold off. So he waited another month, and then they put him through. Okay. Yeah, I really don't know. Very strange to be comparing Lacey Evans to Brock Lesnar. It's a weird one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we also uh, predicted the Elimination Chamber 2019 pay-per-view. Who wins, who loses. I think Mustafa Ali might have been on the sh- on the card at the time. But since got changed to Kofi, or Kofi just got uh, announced. I think he like, just got announced, yeah. yeah. Episode 99, who's to blame? The state of the women's division. Ah, uh, Yes. Interesting topic, indeed. Yeah. You came up with that one. Very, and it's very relevant today because it, it was just last episode. <laughs> it was just recent. And we also reviewed the 2019 Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Well, that was 99 episodes and of the regular are. guys wrestling. Episode 100, interview with Mr. Jay Walker. PCW Topcock. That's all 100 episodes. Yes, that's where we're at. Episode 100, pretty much in the books we had some, that. We had some fun times talking about those discussions, but a lot of garbage, too. Tons. Tons of garbage. Tons. Tons. And that kind of that kind of segues us into, uh, I guess, a bit of an announcement. Uh, so you are mentioning that there has been a lot of garbage, and we kind of feel that we... Would you, you guys would agree that a lot over the last little bit anyways, our podcasts have been a bit of a rant fest. So we kind of came to an agreement that our desire for, uh, what would you say, our, our, our passion for the WWE has certainly dropped over the last bit. The modern WWE. Yeah, the modern WWE. Right yeah, that's correct. And um, our the future of the WWE doesn't look too bright in our eyes. And uh, we find that... Every podcast, you know, it gets a little harder and harder just, you know, just due to that lack of passion and whatnot. Well, when we have to force ourselves to to get dedicated an episode to try to be nice. Right. There's problems. There's problems. (laughs) And it's hard. As much as we love podcasting, um, it's hard to talk about something that you're not enjoying as much as you used to. It was interesting, you guys going through the episodes and like just... You, you could just tell it was just an oversaturation of shows and there's no significant there's no substance from anything right like it's just matches nowadays or it's just like stretching a story just for the sake of getting to the next pay-per-view yeah. there, there's nothing to keep you guys invested no no no, no i agree and they're, they're rushing everything because they don't they don't they don't really they don't really know how to keep pace 
anymore. Yeah, they'll, they'll like slow burn something and then they'll rush it because they're worried about ratings and then it's more slow burn and then it's back to a circle. Or... Yeah. No, exactly. no, I agree, Jade, for, for sure. So, so what I'm getting at is so with the growing lack of passion amongst uh, amongst us and and with the, the what the future has with the WWE and uh, just unfortunately due to some time constraints in our in our personal lives all three of us we uh, we have come to the uh, the decision that uh, we uh, episode 100 today is actually our final podcast with the what? RGW sorry mind I forgot to tell you buddy Wow. Speaking of slow burn, right there, that was a that was an explanation and a half. Um, and yeah, it is uh, it is the end of an era. End of an era. The end of the road for us at this at this time. Um, yeah, we came to the came to the realization this week that you know this is just uh, this really just not going to work anymore. Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision. It's very tough. No, we all get along great. We're all friends, and uh, that's what makes it tough. We all we all really enjoy getting together and discussing things, and and just doing the podcast. But it's it's unfortunately um, the subject that the topic that's the problem, and the topic essentially is the WWE in general. But along with that, and time constraints and whatnot, it's um, we found that it was best to go out on top. You know. 100 got jay walker with us you know close uh podcast friend of ours show friend and uh yeah we thought that was a good time to hang up our boots never say never you know there's always aew out there see where that takes us but as of right now i think it's safe to uh call our quits yeah anything can happen in the rgw federation right <laughs> you got it and we you know we appreciate oh, you guys feel, like, super proud too you guys should be super proud of doing like 100 episodes. Like most people that try to start a podcast, you know, can't get anywhere near that far. So the fact that you guys were committed and did it, like there's what probably over like 200 hours of you guys online worth of content talking about wrestling. And that, like that's cool in itself, right? Oh, for sure. And yes. you know what? We even forgot to mention it <laughs> to this day. And it's been over a month already. February 4th was our two-year anniversary. It's now March 9th. So we've... Oh, wow. we've so we've we've gone 25 months on this podcast journey, and I, again we we always talk about it. Jimmer and I, I still remember sitting on his couch doing episode number one. It's uh it's it's been fun, and I I can't promise that I uh, thought it was gonna go this long. We've mm. done very well. We've done very well from just talking about wrestling. Yeah, a couple couple of dudes talking about wrestling late yeah. in the wee hours. Yeah, all of a sudden, hey, you know what? We should. Maybe maybe there's other people that will talk about wrestling, and it didn't. Maybe they'd long. like to hear what we'd have to say. Yeah, and then we got you aboard, and then it's been great. I really I think, enjoyed I, was, I, think it. I turned into a, a guest to a yep. replacement to a full-on fledged member. Oh, for sure. It's happy to be aboard. Some good times with you guys. I know all the funny inside jokes you guys have too, and like the Sinkar and Mojo and all yeah. that stuff. Like, it's awesome. Too bad. Too bad those characters. Uh, yeah, they, they they can't live on, but maybe they will. Who knows? What do you mean, guys? Sorry, Mojo. <laughs> what? <laughs> Woo! Where's me neck fat? <laughs> and for one last time, it's a me. It's a me, Bruce the Barbavima Cake. <laughs> My father, he's from Toronto. 
my mother. She's from Saskatoon. Actually, I thought my father was from Greece. <laughs> I do not remember. In fact, I think my sister. And she's a disabled. She's sable. Speaking of sable. Speaking of sable. <laughs> what kind of segue is that? He's in sable. Uh oh. That sable oh. was going to make an appearance and say oh, something. Oh, yeah. I'm right here, baby. Here for the last episode. And I've been smoking, apparently. Born a, hey, born Stephanie's hey look, Stephanie McMahon's here. Hey, Hunter. Can you rub the cons on my feet? Sounds just like Tony Candelo. <laughs> Your resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> Looks like a baseball mitt face. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, everyone, we really appreciate the time that you've taken... Uh, to ride along with us, Jay. Thank you for your kind words, and uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna miss doing this. Uh, but yeah, we talked. I think it's it's time to hang up the boots. And uh, as E Rock said, never say never. We may uh, we may you may catch see you next time. RGW 2.0. We may see you guys on the flip side. But uh, as always, if you'd like to. Continue. If you'd like to listen to any of our past episodes, of course, we're still on uh, iTunes. We're still on P- Apple Podcasts. Well, it's the same thing, apparently. Uh, we're still on Google Play. We're still on Spotify. And, of course, you can catch all 100 episodes on... ListenNotes.com. Excellent. And uh, our, our own website, RegularGuysWrestling.com, that's going to stay uh, that's gonna stay active. Um, I'm not exactly sure what kind of content we'll put on there, but... We'll see. We'll see what the future brings. And you can always email us. If you have any questions or just want to rekindle the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No, now we're sounding desperate. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, thanks again. E-Rock, it's been great. Great, Mine, it's been great. Jay, thanks so much for joining us and joining us in the past as well. We'll, Anytime. we'll obviously be talking to you real soon. And uh, I guess there's really not much uh, left to say, but... We will catch you next time. See you on the flip side. Yeah, ciao for now. <laughs>